Once I rose above the noise and confusion Just to get a glimpse beyond this illusion I was soaring ever higher But I flew too high Carry on my wayward son There'll be peace when Next up, it's Gaming Moment of the Year, which is one of the ones that every year when I look at the list of nominees, the pedigree in this category is unfucking believable And it makes me almost intimidated to get into it because it's like, we need to make sure we hit a certain standard here. Yeah. But I back us. I, I think we can do it, guys. This is my favourite of the previous winners. This is my favourite list. Yeah, yeah. That's a great list. I don't think there is, like, I think everybody has in every category one that they like I mean best yeah. character I guess we haven't done it long enough for everybody to have a regret yep. but like every other category there's one where I think all of us just go mm. <laughs> yeah yeah um, but gaming moment right of now. the year <laughs> Bobby fucking bitch <laughs> <laughs> So, That's because Barry doesn't have a soul okay <laughs> there's no emotion in him it's so. lights and clockwork <laughs> I'm not a lies of P character. Come on now. <laughs> okay, so for gaming moment of the year, our previous winners, 2015, The Hospital, Metal Gear Solid 5. Remember Metal Gear Solid 5? <laughs> <laughs> that genuinely feels like it was 20 you know, years ago. You know what? If I was going to play that game again, I might just play the hospital section and then just stop. Just stop. <laughs> yeah, especially like once you get to Outer Heaven and yeah. they fucked us, like with the, right, the I online piss stuff. I on the horse for a while because the horse God, was cool. The game was so fucking. Oh, sorry. It could have been amazing. Right. Oh, it was if you played it quick enough before they yeah, patched it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. 2016 E1M1 Doom. Mm-hmm. 2017, you want to talk about levels that I wish I could just go back and play Mesquite, Texas. Oh, Wolfenstein 2, really the new really classes. That game. I that really want to replay that game. You want to talk about a sequence that just <laughs> shit me up. <laughs> like, Mesquite is so good. Um, 2018, The Blades of Chaos, God of War, God which I think was the most yeah. like goosebumps moment yeah. in, a, in, a, in a game of great moments. Uh, 2019, title sequence, Ape Out, which still holds up. Uh, I had uh, young people in work play Ape Out for the first time a couple of weeks ago and they were like, what's it about? And I was like, just take the controller. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, what the fuck? Within a couple <laughs> you, of seconds. You're, so. ape, you're out. You Vin- just smush everyone into vindication. blood. <laughs> 2020, uh, Bobby, Paper Mario. Rest in peace. Take I wonder, that. was it just, were you getting stir crazy, Barry? Was it you were feeling generous? We were all locked down that you I wanted like, to get them. These little fucking weebs have their little cute Mario <laughs> RPG moment, you know. Uh, 2021, Dartmoor, Knives Out oh, yeah. from Hitman no, that's 3. That's what I'm fucking talking about, son. And number 2022, or from 2022, Star Scourge Radan, Elden Ring. Still haven't beaten him. (laughs) (laughs) I am legitimately still not beating him. (laughs) Even I fucking beat him, Barry. What's funny is, like, since since we did Game of the Year last year, I've beaten every boss in the game and platinumed it. And going off in a game of unbelievable moments and boss battles, like, there might be some that get 
close to the level of Redan, but in terms of spectacle, I don't think there's no. anything like yeah. Redan. Yeah. I, I I watch people completing it just like with my eyes, like why? There's, there's nothing like um, like it's such a. You know those Dark Souls games moments where like something happens that feels so unfair, but you just start roaring just laughing. Laugh. Yeah, the like, moment yeah. that fucking comet hits you for the first time, you're like, "What the fuck is this?" That, like purple light effects. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just it's like, you. oh, he's on this horse, and now he does gravity magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, it's amazing. Uh, nominees for this year: the final chapter of Mortal Kombat One, the Ghost Shark in Dredge. Howard, Marvel Spider-Man 2, The Lightning Temple Quest, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Piranha Plant Musical, Super Mario Wonder, Portals, Marvel Spider-Man 2, The Rock Fort, Boss Fight, Hi-Fi Rush, Surprise, it's the Yiga Clan from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and We Sing, Alan Wake 2. Starting us off in this category, we've two left on the list, Jack or Barry, what will the wheel choose? We shall find out. Hell yeah. Are you my good friends? It's a me. Um, there's one on here I really want to talk about in the process of cutting. I have very mixed feelings on it. And it is the final chapter from Mortal Kombat 1. Mortal Kombat 1 was a real... Man, this is class. I feel like I'm going to fight for this for the game of the year until all of a sudden it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and I think the story embodies that... Um, not that it was on this level or this level of good. The first half of the story in Mortal Kombat 1 was some real Game of Thrones-ass, like, political intrigue, but with, like, Mortal Kombat characters. Yeah. And you're like, they also rebooted their universe at the end of the last game, so it's, like, fresh takes on characters you know, and, like, real fresh takes, like, genuinely interesting yeah. reorganizations of the universe. And then halfway through the story, it turns into you know, multiverses and here comes mm. three different scorpions and all the multiverse characters are coming together to stop the bad guys shooting a laser into the sky because it'll mm. destroy everything, the universe. Yeah. And in my best, like, red letter media voice, it was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the final... Remember when this game was interesting two hours yeah. ago? And, yeah. you know... I think we both nominated this yeah. as it ended up on here and like I think it's interesting because I if you dropped me into Mortal Kombat 1 at that final chapter I'd be like hell yeah mm, mm. this shit rocks and I think the thing that maybe takes it down and takes it off here as a genuine contender for high up the list is the fact that it followed something that built up to be like the like you said it's like I went into this and I buy like every couple of Mortal Kombats yeah. I, I, I still love the doof ass story that's yeah, in these yeah, games totally, like, and yeah. I still follow them even in the ones I don't buy I, fighting games are ones that are like they're just a genre of game I rarely get into in a significant way um, like I'm not a big Tekken guy I'm not a big Street Fighter guy Mortal Kombat was always the one that if I'm gonna dip in I dip in there I did the Injustice games as right. well you know um, but this is building up to be like this is some fucking great shit and like we we said you were talking about this the nominees on on stream recently and i was in the chat talking about how like that palace intrigue is so so good. good it's and, so good it's also it's still even when they're doing the kind of like dramatic shit like there's still some like mortal Kombat dumbness to it like again i talked about like the 
the scene that takes place in a secret lab, but then a door opens and it's a passage to a secret lab under the secret yeah. lab. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the fuck is this? But anyway, I, I go back to, because this is moment of the year, not story of the year. Um, it's because of what preceded it that kind of deflates it a little bit. I think yeah. in a, in a lockbox, like in a, in a black box where you don't have any context, you're dropped in. That's a really cool fucking sequence. So, so for someone who, who hasn't played it the way, so the way the second half of the game plays out, it's basically speed running through the story of the PS2 era of games, your deadly Alliance, your, your deception and everyone's favorite, Mortal Kombat. everyone's favorite era that we all love. And so for, um, deception, which, uh, ends on that basically all the characters are fighting up a pyramid which is the beginning of MK9 if anyone remembers like the beginning of this reboot trilogy that that, that whole thing and so the way this works is it's actually got some fun multiverse stuff where you are fighting up this pyramid and a bunch of remixed MK characters are coming at you and what's really interesting is it seems like every player gets a different like seed depending on which character you pick because I've spoken to people who got different remixed characters so you're getting gender swapped characters you're getting female Sub-Zero you're getting I got one that was Scorpion mixed with Kung Lao and you're fighting him and his health bar says Stung Lao which is such a stupid pun <laughs> but it's also charming it's, it's perfect <laughs> so it's it's like all stuff like that. It's, I'm fighting Raiden, but he shoots um, uh, ice attacks like Sub-Zero, and the character model is designed, really intricately designed with that in mind. Um, yeah, it's not just like... It's not just he's... <laughs> it's, not, it's not like old it's MK where... It's just not Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. would have been the case 30 years ago for MK where they would have just put blue or, filter yeah. on Raiden. Yeah. It's not like... I thought the, there was already a female Sub-Zero anyway. Yeah, there actually is. There is, yeah, there is, yeah. there is Frost. There, but, there's not like... Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't come out looking like all those dumbass mashup t-shirts yeah, everyone yeah, was wearing yeah. 10 like or 12 they, years they ago. They put real work into those characters. And so actually I figured out what, what the, the difference maker is. So you can pick your own character to do the final fight of the story, which is a nice one. So I picked Melina, and I think that affects your seed of what remix characters you get. You get these remix characters, and you fight them, and it is super fun. But as Dave said, that is both cool, but also it represents everything I disliked about the second half of that. Second half of that story is the most generic Mortal Kombat thing, which is just... Multiverse dudes show up and we got to stop the bad dudes from yeah. ending all of the universe or whatever the fuck it is. Like, I don't even really remember. It's- <laughs> you get like to a certain point and you feel like the people who are on the story on the game were just like, yeah, that'll do. Yeah. It, it, we it, got it most of the way there. It's like, you know, the way, like somebody who got to the like the, the like maybe halfway down their road and went, I yeah. think I could just get out of the car now and it land in the driveway. <laughs> and it's so it's so frustrating that they like they reset everything. And so the beginning of this game is real, like, street level, not quite street level, because there's still palace intrigue, but there's, like, palace intrigue, it's not the whole universe is at stake, yeah. and that's super interesting. The best way I could explain it to someone who didn't play the game, you know how, at the end of the last Spider-Man movie, last Spider-Man movie, they do all their multiverse shit, but then at the end of it, they reset all that. Yep. And so the Tom Holland character is back to just being Spider-Man. He's got a, he's got a police radio scanner, and that's what he does. Imagine if at the beginning of the next film, they go, okay, we're going back to multiverse space shit happening now. It's like, what? No, you just reset the story. You just got away from all that. Yeah, That's yeah. Mortal Kombat 1. It's like they reset it to, to break it again. To go right back to where it is. Because, like, Mortal Kombat 11 ends with you're fighting the Time God. And uh, oh, it's the biggest scale it can possibly be. <laughs> Preposterous. Yeah, like, yeah and then yeah. so you're like, okay, for MK1, we're resetting it. I'm like, okay, I'm in. And then the end of the game is like, okay, the universe is all on fire. And this is going to destroy time and space if you don't win. I'm like, okay, the, I just did that. The problem with Mortal Kombat is it has comic book syndrome where there's no yes. actual finality to anything. Yes. So 
nothing actually matters. Yes, absolutely. I, I believe there are finalities. Oh. <laughs> $10 a pop. And the weird thing is in the post-credit scene, because everything has to have one of those, is a bunch of remixed characters come out and they basically tease the sequel saying, ah, we're going to fight the heroes in the next game. It's like... I just killed a bunch of remix characters. Like you blew that that cool. It's a cool moment. That's why I did nominate. The moment is yeah. cool. But then your 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 hook for the next game is just we're gonna do more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. more combat too. Now yeah. that's it. Oh, <laughs> that said, I am jumping back in to play as Omni Man and Homelander. Ah, yeah, the yeah. DLC is Over, good. Yeah, the characters yeah. are good. So, you know, they nail that stuff. Yeah, yeah. and like that's the the game feel and stuff like that. Is that all? Yeah, but yeah, I think it can go. It can go. It can go. Uh, Dave, I just want to point out uh, we only have nine nominations on here, and I'm fairly confident there were three Tears of the Kingdom and the Master Sword was on here, but there's only nine nominations on there. Oh, maybe I just didn't copy one across. I think that's what it is. Is it in the poll? It should uh, be in the poll. I presume, but I also, I, I presume it's just the Master Sword quest. I'm pretty sure uh, there was Yeah, the Master yeah. Sword is that, there. That was the Master Sword we... is there. Yeah. This, yeah, so this... I, I just didn't copy it over, but it right. is there. Yeah. Right. Okay. Good spot. Thank you. Damn. Uh, so it's... Yeah. Great, just as I'm in the middle of typing. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, bum, ba, bum, ba, bum, ba, bum. Right. Okay. Now, I don't think there's anywhere I can go that's <laughs> not going to be, like, hitting off somebody, but I gotta go. Right, okay. There's a couple of moments from one game that um, I take one of my own. I might take one of my own. That's what I'll do. Uh, the Lightning Temple Ooh, is wow, I'm a really okay. good distillation of what I want Tears of the Kingdom to be and what it is at its best where you the game brings you on this big elaborate spectacle of an adventure where at various points it it shows you the scale of this thing the size of this world everything it can do and then you progress a bit and it boils it down to a very simple Zelda adventure. The yeah. familiar thing you've been playing since you were a child. And it's extremely evocative of, of everything that brought you to the dance with Zelda while showing you everything that the new shit can do. And I love that about it. The reason I picked this one is because I think there's a moment from Zelda that it's probably my number two of the three, right? And I think the moment that isn't my number one is felt stronger by other people. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to do that dirty to them. And I absolutely don't want to take off my favorite thing about Zelda. <laughs> so I think like the diplomatic thing to do is I really wanted Lightning Temple to get here, to get to the dance. We got it here. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and I think it does deserve that. And I think like of the, the temples, I don't think any temple is outright bad. Uh, the fire temple is bad. I hate the fire temple. I didn't, I didn't hate the fire temple. I, I only did the water temple and I was like, bored as fuck. <laughs> I think that game has two in, good temples and the other in, two. See, I felt more that way about like the Divine Beast in the last I, one. Where, I, really like, like the I, think, I think I like I one of the Divine Beasts. The Divine Beasts are so boring. <laughs> I, let's not do 2017 yeah, 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 again. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, not yeah, do that. Um, but yeah, I, I think like I really, I really like the... And that was like, because it was my... I think that was my first one where I was just like, oh, here we fucking go. Yep. Whereas, like, I was enjoying some stuff, but it wasn't fully... There's so much in that game that I wasn't grabbing a foothold on anything. 
You know what I mean? That like, I'm enjoying this, I'm enjoying this, but I keep going in different places and I'm not focusing on any one thing long enough to progress on anything. So the lightning quest is the first time I'm kind of like bottlenecked into right now. You're doing this till it's done, you know? And that's like, you, you have that moment. And then it's like, we're off to the races now. Um, so I'm going to, that's what I'm going to volunteer unless somebody feels really Look, strongly. I love that. I love the line in temple. I think it's really cool. I think it's, I, I think all the, by the way, all the Zelda ones were three yeah. nomination boys. Well, this is the best Zelda temple since like Ocarina, as far as I'm concerned in terms nope. of, yeah, in terms of how great it was. <laughs> Just say nope. I said, wow. Oh, I, I was like, oh, sorry. I, Zelda, I've, Zelda only paid, I've only paid Breath <laughs> of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. I'm serious. <laughs> that's, that's a statement, but yeah, that's but, for right, well, uh, You know, you feel free to name other ones, but that's not what this category is about. But that's my personal opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I can also say that. Oh, I'm just going to assume. Yeah. Oh, but give your bit, because I, I think it is going, but yeah, give yeah, it Yeah, no, 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 it's going. Um, it's fine. I thought this was just incredible. I think, like, the puzzles in it are really, really good. Um, I love the light beams thing and the way that you can use that and moving around the different levels. Mm-hmm. And it really encourages exploration and figuring things out. And it's done in a way that isn't handing it to you on a plate, but it's also something you don't have to Google yeah. to figure it out as well, which I think is really good. It, it kind of reminded, like, in that we talked, we evoked the, the, the device beast there a minute ago it's like oh they finally figured out what they were trying to do yeah with the divine beasts you I know lo- and i love the like weird spooky creatures that exist in the sands when you're trying to move through the sands yeah. to light up the beacons and yeah the whole there's lighting- also a couple of layers of where you think it's over yeah and it's all very very good um, it's fair enough there's you know a couple of moments from Zelda on here there's one I probably would argue for more than the others just because I enjoyed it more but I yeah it's um, really just really good fucking video games yeah. man like yeah, man. you know like it, there's nothing more like video game ass video game section than this um, and yeah. it does is everything that I enjoy which is playing a game solving some puzzles and feeling a sense of accomplishment when I unlock something yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's perfect for that yeah it's like the, like I said kind of like it, it it's it's a distillation of that game and yeah. it's, and it, it 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 brings you right back into that like adventure puzzle reward cycle of yep. the old games um which is such a like it hits on a bunch of different receptors it's it's very enjoyable okay so lightning temple is gone yeah this this category is a bit tough for me this year because none of my picks made it I was um, going to say, this is, this you, is a you had a, category. You, you had a real, like, Mark went this way, yeah. he went that way yeah. here. Yeah. Like, I think that, like, if we had all played all the same games, well, it, this list would look Not entirely different. true, because, like, one of my picks was the Titan fight from Final Fantasy, which, I, again, when I was talking <laughs> yeah. about, like, the whole Platinum Games thing, yeah. I think that's when he really come through. But, like, the, the biggest omission for me is, is Ghost Runner, because basically you mm. do a, an F-Zero GX-style bike uh, section down the side of a three-mile tower and is the sickest fucking thing. But anyway, um, yeah, so I really have, no like, no horse in this race. Two, um, two of the things on the list you nominated. I'm just no, 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 I did, <laughs> I, I did nominate some things, yeah. but they're, like, <laughs> ninth or tenth for me, yeah. you know? Um, All right. 
No, so I'd probably say I'd say I'd say the Piranha Plant musical comes off because I think there's a better section oh, of that. Yeah. Oh. No, he's so right. Because he's so he, right. He, he, oh, also, I think there's a part where you don't want to give Barry the pleasure no, of no, doing no, no, it. No, no. <laughs> but there's a better section later on with King Boo who does like a fucking operatic can, sort of section. Can I try to cut this can, from even getting nominated? Can I just like, say yeah, can I just say like if we could uh, charge an extra like five quid to release like the, the tape of yeah. the group chat when Barry came into the clearing and was just like very now in fairness let you were, me tell you about you, you called Rayman Legends <laughs> from 10 fucking years ago that did this exact thing but, but Barry, Barry, did, Barry didn't come Betty in bops, Bar- yeah. Yeah. Barry didn't come in all guns blazing he just went alright lads can we cut the piranha plant? I was like, you, I, were, you were trying to be nice and you were like nice so, I'm sure you enjoyed it for little, and then when we were so like for a little, for a little beyond the mat, behind the curtain here, to whittle, we obviously like sometimes we have a list of nominations between us where we all have our passion of like thirty. Things, this was right? the hardest one. So we have to we have to whittle down one, to these yeah. nominations, and it's a combination, as Dave said in the intro, of things that got multiple nominations and passion projects. And so we're whittling down, and Dave wants these like Zelda moments, and I want this moment, and the lads want this moment. And so I was looking at it and I was going, they'll all agree with me because I'm like, lads, <laughs> this cutesy fucking Mario song is actually not that great compared to these incredible quests in one of the most acclaimed Zelda games of all time. The incredible viral moment of Alan Wake. And like, I, you crucify me for suggesting that the parade. I was like, 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 it's like, it's very cute. That's all it is. It's nothing special. It's you run in a straight line. They sing a little song that's not that catchy. Like most of the music in that fucking game that is so over fucking rated. Spoiler for tomorrow, right? I'm going to go there right now. Okay? Like, it's not that <laughs> so great. the noise you just made, like, by the way. It's not that great. Get it out of there. Like, I, I smirked. <laughs> I smirked. And I went. Yeah. And can I say? Did as Mario well, Wonder pass the Kermode six laughs test for you? Yeah, yeah. 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 Can I say? Can I say? Like, I think the biggest omission from this, and I guess it's technically not a moment from a <laughs> game. Go no, 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 no. Do you know what? Go back. What we need is more nominations. Go back and remember the first time on your Twitter feed. You saw an, uh, uh, the little fucking plant thing that had been crucified, and you saw that on your timeline. Oh, Korok Korok crucifixion. Right, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, another, like, if only you could see the group chat. We're now arguing, so I should have had more moments. There was nearly hated. There was nearly blue oh. murder. But also, we like, got three on the list. But also, Shades of Wolfenstein 2. You could swap that Mario mode for, like, Ten Spider-Man moments. Good Men. The mission Good Men is not in here. The mission where where you're fighting Craven and Craven fucking stabs Spider-Man and he gets a symbiote. That's not in here because the plant meme song is on here. Get fucked. Oh my god. I was really hoping this would be like a 30 second bit we'd move on. No. Oh, the second you said the words, I knew Barry was gone. I knew he was going on it. It's now or never. He had to. Look, listen. Okay, Barry, as a counter to that... Titanic no, Titanic Oh, hold on. I, I think you're just like that's catch that the Titanic the fucking sick like, of the Titanic I was like where the fuck is he going with this there was enough room on that door for two people right <laughs> <laughs> they could have saved 
fucking both of them. He's dead right, and he should say it. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> Much like the Titanic, taking this off is a great tragedy yeah. of our time. Right. So, like what Barry said, like I've now got six Spider-Man moments I want to talk about. Oh, <laughs> what have you done? No, 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 no. Look, listen, Barry. I get it. Okay, you see it as a silly, cutesy joy, but whatever. But I, I get that. But. Okay. Will we just one, go? <laughs> one of the things that I love about video games generally is... Second <laughs> plans. No, but it's, 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 it's the escapism. And it's not always something that it's like, oh, it has to be this, you know, epic oh, song. Yeah, yeah. Anderson is murdering herself <laughs> in the past and in the future. How and she's shooting guns through what a What do you black think the game is about? <laughs> And shooting herself in the past. Herself, oh, you know. She is Alan, but Alan is her. Saga Anderson is Chrono Bullet. He's writing it on a typewriter. <laughs> I, oh, it's so dark and edgy. Like, it doesn't have to always be. But in moment of the year. Yeah, listen, but here, here's the thing about moment of the year, right? You need a bit of mirth in here. You need a bit of something fun. Can I say, can I, can I say yeeting Koroks? Can I say, yes. gentlemen, this is my moment of the year. <laughs> but that is the, fun. It's, it is. It is fun, but it's, it's not winning. No, I don't think it wins. I'm happy to let it go. But Are you? Say, no, no, yeah, I am. But let me say, say in agreement to what you're saying about yeah. how there should be mirth. <laughs> so There's like other Mario Wonder moments I'd put over the song. Like, I don't quite get like, like. Well, the, it's because it happens so early on, you know. I it's guess, like, yeah. It's yeah. like two levels in and you've got like fucking piranha plants. I would like, say like, out in terms of triggering that sensation, the when, I, when you play the level where the water is coming from the roof rather than the floor that made me like smile and mm. and feel a sense of yeah but you know when Mar- when a mario game really inspires yeah. that video game joy in you that moment way yeah. more than the song you want that watch a little shop of horrors you yeah. prick <laughs> but, <laughs> but why i pick the piranha plant is oh there are great moments further in and, and mark's dead right about the poo fucking thing as well by the way but this sets the tone for all of those moments. Mm, sure. When you yeah, start yeah. playing Mario, it's the, it's the indicator yeah. that this, it, you know, this ain't your daddy's like, Mario yeah, game. Exactly. Like, you know? But when we first like saw the trailers and stuff, and you got like the elephant Mario and all the silly things, like it's the first time you're on an elephant Mario, and you can't quite fit in a pipe, and you're sort yes. of like squidging yourself, to, little things like that. But to me, this was the first moment in this game where I was like, oh, okay, this feels like it's going to be something different. It feels like it's not taking itself seriously. It feels like it's going to subvert all my expectations of what a Mario. TD platform are going to be and it does go on and do all that and for me this is a catalyst and that's why I voted okay, for yeah, it yeah I think that's fair okay, right? I think that's fair and, that, and that, that's why and I just thought right this is the first moment of distilled joy in, in a game that carries you through so many of those fun bits and pieces yeah. so many fun bits I know Mark's contention of like oh you know it doesn't revisit things and stuff but I like that and yeah I, I kind of like that I, as yeah, well. to me my, my biggest frustration with that because my, my moment of this game would be the level that you play as a Goomba and I so wish that is oh, there's like I love the where you you take the wonder seed and all of a sudden Mario is a top down game yeah and oh, it's so man, it's, it's so, so fundamentally like wrecked my yeah. brain yeah. because I can't play Mario as a top down thing because I never my brain <laughs> literally cannot been. accept yeah. it yeah. as a top down thing but, 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 but fucking way, hotline Miami ass shit <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but in a way that this moment to me is the genesis for all of those moments and it yeah, represents it re- re- represents everything because you could not put a, a Mario Wonder moment on there and and I guess if it's the wrong one for Barry that makes sense but I think like this is just fun and it makes me happy and it sets yeah. the tone for a great game and it was 
a, a great game unexpectedly maybe to me i didn't mm, expect to mm. enjoy mario wonder as much as i did so happy to let it go okay but i don't want to be like whipping it on the back <laughs> like you know. it up the hole yeah. out the door you know making it carry a big stone up and the I just hill like, get out of here i just like to remind everybody you did this <laughs> <laughs> no regrets the last four hours of what just happened there no regrets <laughs> at all um okay so it's now up to jack, jack. All right. I mean, we all like watching twitch.tv forward slash Barry <laughs> We love it. You know, the moments, the the what's, the too bad. You know, we love that shit, Barry. Love and, that. You know, Do you know that guy? <laughs> oh, I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 He's yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, him we out. love it. We love it. And I, one of the moments left on this list, I loved I loved watching it via you. It was very, <laughs> yeah. very funny. It's, and it's the ghost shark in dread, but also that as funny as that is and as, as cool as it is that that's yeah. kind of like a constant position throughout the game. I don't think it's going to win my No, 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 it's not going to. I was actually hoping I could easily cut that yeah. myself. I also think we're the dredge guys here. Yeah, yeah. we're oh, the dredge guys. I think dredge is really one, cool. One thing I liked about it, one thing that dredge does really well, lots of games have done the sanity effect thing. Yeah. But I feel like their big failing is that like they have like four and when they start to repeat on themselves the novelty of the sanity effect starts to wear yeah, off yeah, yeah. I never saw that shark again that's why it's yeah, so fucking yeah. cool it's like you I were was attacked by a ghost shark randomly <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then I you, never saw you that never saw it again, again but you were wet but, you were like every yeah. single time it, my character like sanity it, started to drain yeah. I was like oh, but fuck. that's like ironically the, it haunted you for yeah, the rest of the game yeah. like, that's, that's the kind of perfect like uh, example form of showing what horror can be about like what you don't see what it doesn't show yeah. you yeah. what it's constantly in your mind about like at some point this fucker's going to show up yeah. again but it doesn't you know I mean and it, I think Dredge is perfect for and that it, and it, it is it, it, in terms of stay out of the ocean as well oh, in, a yeah. very, in a very literal sense it's the one thing that is literally just a moment and then it's yeah. gone yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean? yeah. like, but yeah I, I would you, say we, we can cut that but Dredge is such a um, weird, um, cool yeah. thing. There was yeah. a while where, like, because Quart, Qu- what people maybe don't remember, like, once Tears of the Kingdom started coming out, like, the year started going. But, like, Quart 1 was real fucking quiet for a while. Yeah. And I was looking mm. at it going, like, is Dredge going to be, like, in my top Dredge, three for yeah, the year? Like, I feel like it may sneak in. And, yeah, second half of the year was too stacked for it. But yeah. on a quieter year, I feel like Dredge might have done some damage, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, um, but respect to Dredge. Yeah, yeah and I, I, I generally, if no one has seen that, please do go it's to Barry's good. Twitch or it's his YouTube good. and watch it. Yeah, it's yeah. very, very funny. Because I was like, I was like really close to like docking in one of the safe yeah, zones. You were just yeah. like, I think I was reading the chat and like, yeah, I, I you were, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were idling like reading out some message and then it happened. And you were like, what the fuck? What, what was you saying about Alan Wake's scariest game of the year? <laughs> well, I mean, Dredge is like, someone yeah. who fucking hates the sea and big. You should see the fucking ghost shark in the lake in Alan Wake. <laughs> the ghost shark was right in itself yeah, and it yeah. fucking died. Shot itself in the past. Shot itself it's through the good. and then Laura fucking I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. Okay, uh Barry, you're next. Oh god, oh god, okay. Okay, um, I, I kind of fought to get this on here, but I don't think I, I, I it's not my passion project, so I don't think I don't see it winning. The Rockfort boss fight in Hi-Fi Rush is really cool. He's a big mech wolf. You're fighting in a big like vault full of gold coins. It's really funny, but kind of like kind of like how we nominate a character. We actually just had this for Hi-Fi Rush. You nominate a character, but really it's kind of like an ensemble. I think all the boss fights are really cool in Hi-Fi yeah. Rush. 
I was torn between this and the Corsica one. The Corsica one being the entirely like parry based mm. boss. Super cool. This one, Guess I guess you didn't like that. I, 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 I didn't think you would like that one. This one is a bit more visually insane because he the 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 robot wolf is such a cool design and the vault is so cool. Agree. I, but I, I didn't think the best uh, moment from Hi-Fi Rush was any of the bosses, though. I which think, one was it? Uh, the bit where you have the invaders must die uh, bit playing and you've just got like fucking waves of enemies. Oh, and yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll get to that in terms of like the, the licensed music and whatnot. But the whole of chapter 11 where you've got, so there's a song called Worrying by Joy Formidable, which is like one of my favorite songs from that period of time. And it does, and we were talking, I think, before we started uh, recording, or even maybe when we was doing it about SSX3 and that kind of layering of the track and how it builds up over time and like the sound direction of of Hi-Fi Rush is like is, is exceptional as SSX3 was and, and, and if I can cut in Mark it feels like you picked the soundtrack for this yes. game yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no it is if, yeah. if I had a, an iPod from like 2011 and yeah. it was mine you'd be like yeah. it is that game uh, Hi-Fi Rush has a bunch of great moments. Um, there was uh, a fucking swan song in this game, for God's sake. All right. But uh, yeah, I, I'd be in agreement. I don't, I don't think it would it's win. It's super yeah. cool. Um, yeah, uh, Hi-Fi Rush is, is, is got a lot of moments. Um, the I think, style I think, of this thing, man. I think I had like three. I think because I, I had that fight, I had the Corsica fight, and I think I had the segment where you play as Cinnamon were all great moments for mm. me. But yeah, uh, amongst these heavy hitters, I don't think the Rock Fort... Uh, fight holds unfortunately so yeah farewell uh so that's me next um <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> look well i know what he is i'm cutting you don't make friends uh very easily in game of the year um and i suppose i'm gonna hear um just everybody um because of the two moments from this game that remain there's one i feel much stronger about um, I lean towards cutting Howard oh, man. over no. portals. Oh man, no! Because like only only one can win, and yeah. I think I love portals a bit more. <sighs> Look, like I, I I'm oh, willing so to. I, I'm not. I'm yeah. not so like neither am I number one. So if yeah. everybody says portals goes first, then yeah. portals goes first. But what I'm basically saying is let's have the discussion Howard versus portals because I am kind I, of. Yeah. this is. The next cut is one of these two for me. I, I, so I, I think it's kind of like a great spot vest versus a story with a lot of heart is really yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, by the way we kind of mentioned it earlier and you know it was one of the things kind of thrown in the direction of miles was almost a bit of a, not like a weakness but like he'd been in previous games and you were like oh you know we've kind of dealt with that and stuff the fact that this was like a concluding arc of a character who'd been in the two previous games, who started off with a quest that absolutely irritated the pants off of everybody. Yeah. Nobody liked it. And then they fully did a babyface turn on Howard by the end of the thing. I mean, it's just, there's like, it's, it's a beautiful poetry and moment, a poetry motion moment of a man and his love for his pigeons. Now, if you haven't played the game, that probably sounds really stupid. But you meet Howard in the first game 
um, as Peter in one of the silly side quests, you have to try and get his pigeons back. Like it's very clear that he's alone. It's very clear that he did have someone at some stage. That person has gone from his life and all he has left are these pigeons that he trains. So it's a really annoying mission, but like you kind of like Howard. And then in the second game, they kind of get him over as a bit more of a baby face with Miles and he develops a really great relationship with Miles. But, you know, you start out and you meet Howard for this quest and he's sitting there and he's kind of looking out, you know, into the ocean, into the Atlantic Ocean. Um, and all of his kind of pigeons are kind of around him and he sort of sit there and he's like, doesn't matter if you're Peter or Miles, I think you can actually You can play do it as either, yeah. As either. And he's just like, look, I'm going to level with you. I'm going on a journey. Like I'm going away somewhere and um, I need to find a new spot for my pigeons. Um, yeah. And kind of whoever it is kind of gets intuition and twigs like, you know, is something wrong with Howard? You know, something's not right. Um, and you play out this wonderful scene between uh, either Peter and Miles and Howard and you know, just sits there and listens to him, lets us tell his stories about like, you know, New York in the past and kind of his life and what's led him up to this point. And, you know, Howard's like very sincerely like, okay, you know, can you find somewhere for my pigeons and stay in? You know, yeah, fine. So you swing through New York, as you so excellently do in most of this game, you find a great spot <clears throat> and you go back and they're kind of like loading Howard into an ambulance and it's like his last moments were just there, just looking out over the water um, after he'd had this conversation and, you know, after he just sort of relived all of the things that kind of made him happy. Uh, and he was happiest knowing that, you know, the only thing that he kind of had left for him in the world, they were going to be free and home and safe somewhere else. And it's just a beautiful moment. Like it really is. It's, so weird, it's yeah. one of the things that I love about Spider-Man, this game, like, you know, in amongst some of the stuff that Dave might refer to as Chuffer, are these like real nuggets of gold, like really brilliant, just emotionally positive moments. And it's one of the things that, you know, that a lot of comic book characters are big bluster. And if, and if I look at the portals thing on here, it is that. It's one of those moments where fucking shit's happening. It's like, you know, you're going through portals into different things. And, you know, it's like Black Cat stolen one of them. Uh, Doctor, Doctor Strange is yeah. like, um, like, like this totem thing that can make portals and that is, it kicks ass. You're flying through the things and you finish the mission off. And then she like, she's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. So she doesn't get hunted down by Craven and uses the portal. And then you get that excellent IOU note at the end mm. from like, I can't remember if it's, um, I think it's Wong. It's from Wong rather, yeah. than, rather than Doctor Strange. And it's really cool. But it's, you know, it's, it's a traditional sort of comic book moment. But one of the best things, and I know that an appeal to specifically, I guess, Dave as well as a fan of Spider-Man is that in amongst those moments and always at the heart of the character, even when you listen to Stan Lee talk about Spider-Man is that like, yes, he's a superhero, but he's also kind of like a nerdy teenager who's Mm. trying to experience his way through the world and is a deeply caring person in a lot of cases and is always standing up for the little guy because he is the little guy. And Spider-Man has that any man, every man and any man quality about him. And when he's not doing these big fucking skyscraping ridiculous battles, there's moments in Spider-Man of these like brevity and these soulful things. And like the, this, the New York city in Spider-Man lives and breathes and you feel it. And this moment just really got me like, it shouldn't have. It's silly. Like (laughs) in a way, like it's a man in his picture, but it just 
there's a there's a real serenity to yeah. when, you, when you're swinging to the destiny and the pigeons are all, all around, around and they've you, got yeah. that great song in yeah. the background that is so lovely yeah and yeah i mean it's like you were saying at the core of the spider-man character it is the caring about the man on the street i yep. mean it's such a great character and, and yep. this is the type of thing you would read about in a real classic spider-man story to, do you know what i mean to that end portals then well oh, well, i was gonna happily call it portals because you know, okay. my my issue with the the howard bit is i was confused about no 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 no, no. but what i'm serious I, I was confused about what <laughs> i was actually meant to feel because i couldn't tell whether this was like the whole kind of bit about like releasing the pigeons and making them free that bit i got but then i got back and i was like okay so what happened here? Like, did he just die of natural causes? Did he kill himself? Like, what? I'm, I don't I'm think not, he killed. I think oh, he no, no, knew no. he was going to it die. Was, it was inferred. Like, he is. But, but <laughs> the problem is, is because there's the, the video game aspect of it. Because the time in like in-game time between you getting the pigeons to wherever you need to get to to get him back, that's such a small amount of time for someone to die of like natural causes there and then. That I, for, in me, for at least, I was like, but it's real. I just sort of was like, did he just like drown himself? I, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I, 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 I get it. There's, there's a little bit in my head. I'm just like, I just figured, going, I need to see this motherfucker die. Yeah. But I, 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 I think <laughs> Mark wants like, like a top corner feed of how it's like, like over. If there's a criticism of this game, and I think it is totally fair, is that some of it I think is super endearing. I think some of the good old New York stuff is extremely saccharine and extremely yeah. on the nose, which I like for the most part. And I think it's kind of like, he's talking about his, his wife who he had a partner and yeah. she moved on and it is proper kind of like, like I'm a, I've had a, I've had a complicated long life and I'm kind of dying of a broken heart almost. And it's kind of like, once I know, like it's one of those things that you can't really apply that logic to. He's kind of like, I know I'm on the cusp of death anyway. I'm 70, yep. whatever. I'm a homeless man. Once I know my birds are at peace, I will go on. I will shuffle off my mortal coil. And it's one of those things. It is one of those sort of things where I think the story of okay, so like he, it doesn't really matter whether he actually killed himself or he peacefully had a sort of uh, magically induced heart attack knowing that his birds were at peace. It's kind of like Hit that's an ice not cream truck, anything. That's not really the critical kind of thing. It's more kind of he was on the call. His life was over anyway. All he had left was the sanctity of his birds. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And, so, and on the flip side, can I just say, portals are fucking sick. All right. Portals are sick. It and it's sick. cool when you do a finisher on a guy and she pops out of a portal and drop kicks a guy midair that you've launched. That yep. is sick as fuck. Yep. But um, this game, the, the game is also full of sick as fuck moments. Yep. And, yep. and pretty good. Uh, I, for me, I think maybe I'm, I'm looking at it from the, like making Holden it heartless point of view of being no 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 I'm from the the making it and like the technical, the technical aspect of putting put. that whole thing together yeah and yeah. it working as seamlessly and smoothly as it <laughs> yeah. does and like at no time and it kind of goes to Spider-Man as a whole because there are so many moving parts of that game but at no point when I play it do I ever feel overwhelmed by like there's there's too much you need to kind of like grasp and that mm. portal section as a whole like you're dealing with the fact that you've you know it's uh, yeah. but also it doesn't feel like it's this kind of on rails, like you're just playing a roller coaster. Like it's, it finds that perfect balancing act of like, you feel like you're in control, but it doesn't throw too much at you that you just have no idea what the fuck to do. And I think mm. that portal, portal section is so perfectly directed about finding the balancing act between those two in terms of the spectacle. Yep. But you still feel like you're doing all of these kind of sick, of, sick as fuck moves. Yep. And I fuck. I love do you that. Know what, and, and you know what? There's probably like four other sequences in this game that are yeah. similar to that as well. So, Portals yeah. done. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, I mean, just because I 
for the other two. And I, I know I'm going to get pushed back, but at least we'll get the conversation rolling because one, I don't care about and that'll be the we sing section. No. So no, I'm still talking about it because I'm not picking the other two. So, so the thing, this is, there's not a lot of like, like first half of Alan Wake has its share of levity. And then the kind of entire second half is extremely heavy. This is this is just like primo, like pure injected into the vein remedy weirdness, and um, I mean the funny thing is like so they they put out that music video on YouTube and they yeah. released it to the general public and it kind of blew up I think a little bit beyond even people who played it but like you're so not getting all of it if you just watch that video yeah. because when you're playing you don't have to play through <laughs> when it. you're playing through it you're walking through it and it's like you're surrounded by like titan trons so you're, like, you're like you're, you're, doing you're this, in the middle of you know? so what keep what keeps happening is like you're you're again you this is right at the point where the world opens up and you can choose to proceed with saga or switch to alan right and mm-hmm. it's the first time you switch back to alan will be this chapter and all the chapters are subtitled Initiation 1, Initiation 2, Initiation 3 to this point. I think this is Initiation 4. So it's the fourth yes. time you visited Alan in the game. And everything, like you said, to this point on both sides has been this. There is some dark wit. You know, Sam yeah. Lake is a very silly person in the outside world. But everything, particularly with Alan so far, has been like dark and yeah. murky and harrowing. And there's this, he's noticing, you know, I don't want to get to back into the the thing about the narrative and the meta narratives yeah. going on, but he keeps noticing himself getting stuck in loops, and he's trying to find uh, this clicker device anyway. And he keeps finding this is the second time he finds himself back in a dressing room at this kind of late night style Conan O'Brien show where it's like, oh, was it? Uh, What's the name of the? It's like between, between the door, between <laughs> between the doors with Warland Door, Mister Door, between yeah. Mister Door, and the character is Warland Door, who I will bet my house on is a substantial figure in whatever DLC they do. Yes, but that's yeah. that's a whole other thing. And what happens is you they've done a couple of really like harrowing, dark, weird scenes where like you look at the TV and you hold down like the X button or whatever and you kind of like you go into the TV and all of a sudden you're on the couch having these really weird, it, uh, very reminiscent of immortality. It's the, very the, immortality. The late yeah, night, yeah. You remember the late night talk scenes yeah, and that? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like yeah. something is fucking I, off I, here. I, I've watched this whole thing Yeah, right? and, and, like, and it is very cool. Alan is coming in and out of being aware that he's just ended up on a talk show and that he's still in the dark place. And then yep. also Mr. Door will say something and then he just start answering the question. You know, he's slipping in and out of awareness. He's on, of like it. this like Fallon from hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Because it's, it's a deliberately bad, yeah, stilted really shit. show. It looked like the talk show from the Joker movie. Well, from yeah. well, actually, that's, a, yeah. that's a great cop. And they're asking about this book that he's unsure of and it'll eventually turn out that like his evil doppelganger wrote it. And he's like, yeah. I didn't write this book and this, what should be the most easy digestible content in the world the shitty late night content he's it it slowly is turning into this no i didn't write this thing you're talking about sam lake is there sometimes (laughs) and like one of the instances where they don't use james mccaffrey's voice actor so it's just sam lake with his normal accent going yes i plays uh, alex casey (laughs) but like you come back for this we sing and it's it's this exact same structure as the last one i think it's only one time you do the late night thing before that so it's the exact same structure and you think it's a loop and it's going to play out exactly the same so what you're doing is because it's the first time you can switch between him and saga you're seeing the save point now at the room so you might be like and i've seen 
a bunch of people play this and everyone does the same thing where they're not paying attention to the TV. Yeah. They're looking around the room to see what's different this time. And so if you're not paying attention, there's a bit where Mr. Door is wrapping up the show. Yeah. And Alan Wake, like this is FMV on the TV and it's Mr. Door, Alan Wake and Sam Lake, right? Are standing there and he's he's doing his his wrap up for like the next segment or whatever the fuck he's doing. And all the while, like fucking <laughs> Sam Lake is doing this weird fucking like yeah, he's like, dancing away and like he just uh, the first time I did it, I was doing the wandering around and I just heard him. Did he say something about musical? Yeah. And it's like he goes, We like to call the next segment The Life of Alan Wake the musical. And you're just like, no. <laughs> And you do the thing where then the X button prompt comes up on the screen and you're just like, okay, that was just one of these, like, cause there are loads of moments in like control yes. where like you get a brief 20 second clip of like Casper Darling, who is going gradually insane throughout the game. And there's something really funny happens and then you just move on. It goes back to the real tense atmosphere of control. You press the X button and all of a sudden this game that has been pant shittingly scary for several hours up to this point erupts into a bombastic 80s hair metal yep. music Heavy video metal musical but it's like a, it's like a queen like bohemian rhapsody style epic where it's like 15 minutes long and like halfway through it's like the actor who like so they've got the old guards of asgard the the, the old gods of asgard the band who, who play the actual song but they are also characters in, in the, the game, game as well <laughs> but like halfway and through we were, like, and were the guys who did the song from the ashtray amazing yeah. control <laughs> But like halfway through this sequence, you like climb down a ladder and you enter in a new sequence and you think you're done with the musical. And yeah. then a big screen in this come out and it's Alan, the Alan McAfee doing like a spoken but, word verse from the song. And but it's you, just like, you, like, it starts off like it's all black. Yeah. And then like lights start flashing and this like Tron drops and you see like the giant face of Warlandor who's being a 100% serious character totally straight. And he just starts singing. And you're like, what the fuck is this? And like, then it changes to like, you see Alan like singing a verse back and then they do this thing where like, it really is cool how it navigates you through where like the screens will split and you'll see like Warlandor up a set of stairs, like on another Tron and he's like dancing away, <laughs> grooving along. Right. <laughs> and if you wait long enough, like you'll notice that the bars start to repeat themselves. If you try to do the deliberate, like a Vinnie Caravella, try to break the game and stand there too long yeah, and yeah. see what happens Like you'll see at a certain point, like where they might be grooving along to the song, like the members of the band start going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, go this way and like every time like you think okay right that's that, that's cool I see what they're doing there it like gets bigger yeah and more ostentatious and funnier some of the soloing is insane yeah it's, and it, and it, it, it like, the track, they, they put the game version of the song on Spotify it is 14 minutes long <laughs> yeah. because the amount of solos they've got the Alan Wake voice actor <laughs> doing a so verse ridiculous they've got fucking like you'll go to the point and and like like they'll go to the point where like like a Wrestlemania entrance they got one big video screen here and it's Sam Lake going do yeah, and, and then it's Alan Wake doing the same is, thing on the other side this is the thing as well as like so for the first bit like I said there's those big trons of the guys are slightly grooving along or they're playing their instruments and stuff like that but by the time you get to it fakes you out twice thinking it's over yes. and that you've seen the bit and then it just pulls you back in and it's that kind of you know like the, the Mike Myers theory of comedy like you do it once it's not fu- it's funny you do it twice it's not funny by the third time it's even funnier than yeah. it was the first time so it does that bit but like by the time you get to the final movement of Herald of Darkness which is a fucking great song great by song. the way like it 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 descends into a fully choreographed FMV dance sequence involving Sam Lake 
Alan Wake, Moreland Door, and like various enemies from the game. That's the other thing as well, is that it also, it could have very easily been a, you watch a bunch of wacky FMVs and that's the joke. Yeah, it could have just been a cutscene. But also, like, for most of it, you are also fighting enemies. So you've got, like, the, the old gods of Asgard absolutely wailing on the electric guitar and they load you the fuck up with ammo in that section more than they do for the entire rest of the game. So you're just blasting enemies away. Yeah, with it's, a, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, shredding guitar while you're doing the perfect, because where you get the flare gun the as well, which is, the like, the most, is the most overpowered weapon in the game. Yeah. Um, it's... It is phenomenal. It is, it's pure remedy. It is straight, raw, and remedy heroin it's, it's into also, the vein. It's like, also the kind of unbelievable moment that nothing can do but a video game. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Howard's great, right? And I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna, like... You could do that sequence in a You could movie. do it in a movie. You, you could do it in a TV movie. show. You yeah, could do it. We, yeah. we literally compared it to you could do it in a comic book. You could do this in a movie. No, 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 no. No, no. no. Because you have to be physically playing through it to get it as, like, to get it on the, like, you can enjoy it at these different levels only, of non-interactivity. Only I, I, I could disagree you, like, climb that. down a ladder and think, oh, that's the end of that section. And then you're walking through. You're like, okay, I wonder Especially, if it's going to be. And then another big screen comes down and it's sound like still doing and again, thing, you know? like, because you have the context of, I have spent the last four hours on the verge of a coronary. Yeah, because like, everything I do, every time I think, okay, that's over, I'm fucked again. Do you know what I mean? Like in that way, that only immersing myself by physically having to do this. You're also, it, like, you're also, you're also blown away by like the other thing you can't do in a less interactive medium is you can't do the thing, like I said, where you try to game break and see what happens by standing around because a movie or a TV show will pull you yeah. along at the pace it desires where it's like the game is just like, fuck it, stay there. These solos will go. <laughs> These solos will go. <laughs> like, also, you do your weird Alan... Only Alan has this mechanic, not Saga, where where you're doing the um, stealing the light from some locations and passing yeah. to, to. So you're like you're finding they, they the give puzzle the, By the way, they the give the clicker to you like you're accepting an Academy Award. Yes, yeah, <laughs> like it's like. no, it's extremely gamey. It's extremely. Gamey. I think I, I, this is my this is my moment of the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So, like Mark, you tried to cut this. Yeah, you and I. I'm with you. But I you, will die for this. I feel like you have to sacrifice <laughs> something to appease the gods of Mark here. Um, I will. I would again. Like obviously, because I I put it before. I would put Howard before it. I would put Master Sword before it. I would probably even be tempted to put Yiga Clan before it. Even though those that are yours. My, I'm that, not gonna. Yiga, gonna Clan, Yiga Clan would be my number two. But I'll I would, let, I would let put, you. I would put anything else on this list before we say wow okay anything else but, and I love and I do want to talk about like the stuff we have like if we cut something that we haven't talked about yet I do want to talk about them all because they're all brilliant but uh, there's nothing that gave me the visceral and sustained and like I I rushed immediately to go see other people play this moment because I'm just like I can't wait to see it. and I immediately went into multiple group chats that we're all in and going don't fucking look up spoilers for this game mute everything yeah until so you played because all you said to me was when you get the ability to switch switch back to Alan and do his thing first <laughs> and I did and I was like oh my god oh my god <laughs> yeah 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 um so Mark Take another pop. I mean, it's either Howard then or I abstain. No, you, you can't have two Zelda winners, though. Surely you have a Zelda preference. No, because I like both of them for very different reasons. Okay, so imagine it's between the two of them and we're arguing about which one wins. But that's not what we're arguing about. Well, hypothetically, we could be. So what would you... What would you what well, would look, you cut? If, if Howard gets cut, then yeah, because it sounds like these two, I mean, as predicted, we're going to be big on this moment, uh, right? Uh, so yeah. I... 
if it'll move the, I mean, I said eventually you're going to have to pick between the Zelda things, but yeah. I will because it seems like we are on the same page where we would both take Alan over Howard. Yeah, I would. I would. So also, if we want to say goodbye to Howard. I would say goodbye. I'm to also Howard. like I'm so I like I feel so, and it's not just because like I, I do love Alan Wake too and stuff like that. And I'm not trying to be difficult or anything like that. And I was very like I feel so strongly not. You love the, the Zelda level. moments. I well. love the Zelda moments as well. But I feel so strongly about We Sing, even if it was up against about half the things that have won this in previous years. Yeah, look like, at this. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not just saying. I'm not trying to do another fuck Bobby like he was doing. I re- <laughs> I respect the hell out of Bobby. Yeah. You know what I mean. I respect the hell it's out a of great that. Moment. Yeah, yeah. Especially because like I didn't know a lot about Bobby at the time. Went yeah. back and looked it looked it up after the yeah. fact. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. Bobby, I didn't know your game. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't know your yeah. game. Um, but no, that's that's how like if 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 it's gonna be one of the two moments. I don't know, like, because the the Master Sword quest is like such a kind of peak video game style type of moment in terms of like the spectacle of yeah. it, what you it's, do, the lead up to yeah, it, yeah. and like the the you know the hey you're pulling yeah. a dragon out of a fucking dra- uh, yeah. pulling a sword out like, of a dragon. It, it's in, like in the, sky, it's like yeah. it's like it's one of those really cool things where it's like a lot of the questions we asked ourselves before Tears of the Kingdom came out was like how are they going to top Breath of the Wild? And the Master Sword quest is real fucking cool yeah. in Breath yeah. of the Wild, and like. Oh, how are you going to drop it? How are you going to top that? Oh, you're going to pull a sword out of a fucking dragon's head. Yes. Yeah. Like, not yeah. a skull, a head. Yeah. The yeah. dragon's still alive. Uh, but then yeah. there's also the context, because as much as, like, story in, in Zelda games is whatever, I do think that that kind of bit of the arc there about, like, Zelda's sacrifice in terms of, mm. like, you know, keeping this sword strong, basically. Yeah. And that whole part of it, is like probably the most compelling thing they've done since Midna in Twilight Princess. Maybe, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. So you have all of that, but then on the flip side of it, you have the Yiga Clan. Oh god, damn it! It's so and good. It's, it's the so dumbest fucking thing. Yeah, but it's the best. It's dumbest so fucking, fucking thing. it's again. It's another. It's so video games. Yes, yeah. yeah. I yeah. like it. And this, we were talking about. I think it was you didn't. I, you didn't I, get I what was we were talking for, about. I was, I was. What's the case for so it? I the Yiga Clan. The Yiga Clan in Breath of the Wild, right? are mildly annoying. Yeah. Right? Because it happens so often, like, and it's not, like, they're just <laughs> random encounters, right? Yeah. And, and it's and these no- fucking nerds, yeah. like, because they're shit, and they're yeah. not challenging, they're just annoying, right? It's kind of like, like, a group of nerdy adults yeah. made a It's like they're, they're, into they're, an enemy on Route 2 of, like, fucking whatever Pokemon game. Like, there there is no, there is no video game this year that exhibits the mantra of don't back doon, double doon. Yeah. <laughs> More than, yeah. oh, you were annoyed by that. We yeah. are going to make the Yiga Clan your favorite thing in Tears of the Kingdom. So, like, not only in Tears of the Kingdom do the Yiga Clan become a very important antagonist for, yeah. like, progress in certain areas. Like, you've repeated elaborate, preposterous battles against the uh, the Eager Clan that are some of the most, in terms of encouraging you to do the new things this game wants you to do and yeah. mess with the new mechanics, the Eager Clan are so important to that. But the thing we're specifically talking about isn't any of that. The surprise attacks. So what they've done is, the surprise attacks, like we said in the last one, were completely random. But what they've done is heavily script the dumbest fucking things yep. in the entire world. So there's two we want to zoom in on, right? Yep. Uh, basically, the bit that we're talking about is that they will lead you down the garden path of thinking you're doing something significant or something yep. important or something interesting or something new. 
and it's always the fucking Yiga clan. Yeah. It happens so many times, and I guarantee there's another half dozen times it happens that I haven't seen in the game yet, you know? So the two we want to talk about in particular are the chicken. Yep. So the, the, there's a, you meet a chicken. You yeah, meet so this, a chicken. This chicken, okay. is, this chicken is granted, like, there's a small town, right? Or like, like a little villagey bit. And the chicken is granting miracles. Like they are all going to this chicken because it can talk. So it's like I a can talking see the future chicken. as well, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a deity, and it is like worship the fucking chicken. Yeah. And it's just a fucking chicken on a hill. And here's the thing, right? When I met this chicken, I had already encountered the Yiga clan and a few of these annoying <laughs> things, and I didn't see this coming. No, I never well, saw coming. How could you? I never because especially the the other thing about this is like they bait you in for so long. Where yeah. you're like, even if you're thinking. Yeah, they've done me before. It's like, right? It, no, it's not them. It's, it's not them this time. And again, and it's fucking them. It's, it's fully like Arrested Development. Gene Parmesan. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Gene, like he got me again. Yeah, because like, it's like you get to the, you meet the ticket, and it's like they're just yeah. like. You need to get me wood. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? It's fucking weird. And, and then you go on fetch quest for this, like, deity this chicken. tree. Yeah. Tree separate. Like, yeah. you have to, like, get a... Like, you use your powers to get very large and heavy items. A ridiculous and amount of logs. slog getting yeah. them up the hill. And it's like, right at the end, I'll grant you your wishes. Yep. And then right at the end, it yep. does a big speech. Yep. And then at the end, it's like, and it's like, prepare for your demise. Giga <laughs> clan. Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I really hope the other one that Dave was going to mention is Zelda. Yeah. You, you're like, you, oh, there's a person that's in trouble in peril and hell. And you go to this like hill because you have to climb all the way up this massive hill. And it's Zelda in a cage. And the whole point of the game is you don't know where Zelda is. You go to the <laughs> yeah. castle and you're like, how am I going to save the princess fucking Zelda and there she is in a cage and you're like oh my god you think you actually entered the end game I and it's like oh my god me. I beat the game yeah. or like something's gonna happen like you're gonna go there and like Ganon is gonna come down it's like, you know it's you, like you can see it's gonna be a bait and switch but your brain doesn't think immediately this no, is the game you don't because you're like they wouldn't do this yeah, exactly. they wouldn't make you think you'd finish the game yeah. surely like something's it's gonna like- happen well it felt like it might be a moment in the game where you find Zelda and it leads to like a you know like a side boss or something but it's just a geek-ass geek again. It wouldn't be... It, I, I think it would be at least 20% yeah. less funny if they were in any way challenging. Yeah, they're not. But yeah, they're you, fucking yeah, dweebs. Yeah. Like, you yeah. could have the most basic-ass first five hours of the game weapons yeah. that fall apart after, like, four or five hits. And still beat them. You're still getting rid of the Eager yeah. Clan. Sure. Oh. It's just that... They, because like, then you start thinking about... Still, they are putting in... So yeah. much effort to surprise attack you. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's fucking Team Rocket is what yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah. exact thing. But yeah. there's yeah. those to just that. You've got like the whole thing in the depths as well when you have like the Yiga Kang boss. Oh, that quest And you rolls. have like the whole... Uh, like fucking, you know, the, the boss fights you have with him where he's got these dumb fucking medical <laughs> contraptions. contraptions. The, 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 the leader of the Giga clan is such a geek that <laughs> he thinks the way that he can beat Link is like an increasingly more ridiculous amount of contraptions. contraptions fucking yeah. Rube Goldberg what, machines. What, like. what some grommet ass shit that's doing <laughs> things that don't really matter. And then right at the end he gets a cool ass robot and that's when you like, you can use your fucking robot against it and it's just, yeah. But as also 
also like the he's so infuriated with you at yeah. the end, but keeps accidentally repeatedly giving away his next location. Yeah, he's exactly. so annoyed. And, but and again, some of the things I love in the Giga Clan, some of the moments are yeah. obvious. Like some like they love bananas for some reason. These like yeah, yeah. Nin, these red suit wearing ninjas love bananas. And you just see like some bananas. Like there's a tree on one side, a tree on the other side. And, bananas, like, and you're like, oh right, okay then. But it also sucks, yeah, because then there's other times you just find bananas in the game. It's just bananas. They do such a good job of you never you think you always know yeah. when it's gonna happen, but yeah. you don't. But like one of the Yiga clan members when you get caught by the bananas trap is even like, I told you this was gonna work to the other <laughs> yeah, one. You fucking idiot. <laughs> I, I, I have to think and hope that when they were making this game, like, you know, the as they were kind of splitting the teams up and whatnot, they just went like right, you two, Yiga yeah. clan. Don't what tell us. Don't, don't tell us. Uh, just go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh man, I I just love that. I just love geeks in video games. We talked about it with the B one droids earlier, Barry. Yeah, but yeah. the Yiga Clan are like an even better version. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I would take Yiga Clan over the Master Sword quest. Yes, yeah, so we get rid of Master Swords. Yeah, and, like, and the Master Sword quest. You pull is the sword sick. out of the head of a fucking light dragon. It's yeah. so cool. The only thing that would have made it better is if the dragon turned into the Yiga. <laughs> the sword was a bunch of bananas. Now, now you're talking. In which now case, you're it talking. would win every no, no, no. game. This is no. just like, if I didn't play a single other second of the game, game of no, the no, year. No, you yeah. pull the sword out and then the sword turns into right. a yeah. 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 You, yeah, you pull him out and it's literally just a hilt and a eager <laughs> <laughs> member. And it's that little musical thing like, yeah. 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 and then one comes out of the mouth of track and said, I told you this would work. Fucking good. Oh boy. I got a lot of the goddamn. Okay. All right. It seems like based on based. On, so we're down to Howard, the Yiga clan, and we sing. Dave, you. I think you and I were the high men on Howard. I think we're both Alan Wake guys. No, no, yeah. Yeah. it was it was you guys oh, were. Yeah, Howard. Yeah. Oh, sorry, we were on the Howard. Totally, okay, yeah. these are three very different moments. You have like a deeply, <laughs> really? tell me, tell me more. a deeply emotional moment. You have like one of the most bombastic moments in video games this year, and the fucking geek ass Yiga clan. <laughs> 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 but yeah, they're still in the conversation. Oh, there's, man. there's two I'm very happy with winning here, yeah. and and Howard is the third one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I see. I would and be like you. You kind like, of I, you made me think a bit more fondly on it, like talking about yeah. it. But I like it's so weird because of the tonal shift between this and the other two. I, yeah, but I don't think it hangs okay. as moment. I can see Howard me. go because at the end of the day, we're down to the final three, and yeah. my I would be on Alan Wake Look, on I, this one. So. I kind of fought for it to what to go kind of later, just because I think it like had emotional resonance. Yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh no, hundred percent. Uh, but I do love these other two moments, and yeah, if it's like kind of consensus, I'm happy to yeah just duke it out. I, and again, like I can read this and probably predict which of these two moments, and maybe it is just a us thing. One of these loving these, but hey, we'll see how it plays out. So, I guess is it voting time? I guess it is. I think so. I feel like I tell you what, the, the poll. I get. I guarantee you that the, I feel like the listener poll is going to be heavy on Spider-Man moments. Yeah. I, I'd be my yeah. prediction for this. I, think I would also be interested in that. I think like. I think more people will have played Zelda voting in our poll, then, but, then the Alan people, Wake yeah, but the yeah. Alan Wake people will, will be, be passionate. passionate. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, under, I, I, I'm interested because yeah. Alan Wake might benefit here from only having one moment on the list. Yeah. Whereas the, like if we had left Howard on in yeah. a vote and now that we have tears of the yeah. kingdom, like yeah. it could have split the vote. Yeah. Very so interesting to me. Two for Zelda, two for Alan Wake. Is that the way we're going here? That makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> we are we are we gonna have one this year that we actually decide? Because <laughs> yeah. it's three draws in a row. But these fuckers should have played Alan Wake. 
week is my point. <laughs> like, Barry, I would have paid every single second of that game. I don't think. Uh, okay, he should have paid that on weekend. I, um, I, I, I watched a lot of it. I just, uh, the gameplay didn't draw me in. Okay. And okay. I like, and, and the second word in video games is games. So like, like, I, I did watch that that Alan Wake section mm. and I had a visceral like anger while watching it's just like what? I mean, this is just I not w- for me dude, it's, just, it's just not for me dude, I, oh, I watched God. that section and even I have to admit uh, that kind of did kick come on now like, oh my god I, I can't hold, I can't hold wait, my why is with these remedy disrespectors you got me doing this podcast with every, every year second, man. I just told you I like hey, that hey, hey, this one this <laughs> one then <laughs> fucking put Max Payne in front of me and I'll play that all day long great game first Max Payne's already with that Okay. Uh, yeah. What I'm going to do That's Rockstar so it's uh, like, uh, <laughs> The way I've I've decided to do this Just looking While you were talking there Is that I'm going to Say which one Of the two won And then I'm going to give The top three Because okay. that's yeah, the yeah, most yeah, Interesting yeah. way to do it for me I think the top three Is going to um, be None of the things That we've picked I think so as well yeah. uh, So By a margin of 3.3%, oh, I believe. That's close as well. Lord. We Sing wins. Yeah. Okay. I am uh, the herald of light. However, it was neither, like speak. Neither one even finished second. Yeah, I knew yeah. it. I knew so, um, Yiga Clan finished joint fourth. Okay. Right. Ooh. Where there was a split. Getting 10% was Yiga Clan. Yeah. Portals oh. and Howard. Okay. Wow. Wow. So then we've got on thirteen point three percent we sing. Okay. Yeah. On sixteen point seven percent Ghost Shark. That's ridiculous. Oh, Barry, I would not celebrate too long because oh, on twenty no. percent oh. the Piranha Plant musical. <laughs> <laughs> These people—they hurt me and they help me with one with each hand. Uh, <laughs> I should have dug in on that musical. But you know what we said? What we said earlier, though, is the oh. earliness of that segment definitely helps. It. Yeah, get yeah. your moments in early, people. It does help. Yeah. Not, that's something I need to keep in mind with my game, then. You need the Yiga Clan. Yeah, yes. You need speed. You need you need hair metal and the Yiga Clan. Okay. What, what this right. has proved is, is that the people selected a musical and that we ended up with a musical. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, category. yeah. If you want to draw so, the line that yeah, way, if you want to win it, but for the official record. Gaming moment of the year 2023, we sing Alan Wake 2. Next up, it's best storytelling. Previous winners in this category, 2017, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. 2018, Red Dead Redemption 2. 2019, Control. 2020, Paradise Killer. 2021, Psychonauts 2. 2022, Immortality. Our nominees this year. Alan Wake 2. Baldur's Gate 3. Millwall 1. Dredge. Little Gator Game. Mortal Kombat 1. The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. Marvel Spider-Man 2. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And Thirsty Suitors. It's a... Uh big category this year good folks. list yeah good list good list strong list uh, and the only person who hasn't gone first yet it's you jack oh wow look at this the honors um mark why is little gay game on this list 
It's a wonderful, adorable little game about a little gator whose uh, big sister comes home for the holidays. She's at college and all he wants to do is go and play like little adventures with her like they used to when, when she was younger. But she's got assignments to do, so she can't. So he decides to have all of these kind of little adventures to try and make her jealous and feel like she's missing out and that she needs to play with him. And it's a very, very like precious game and, and all these kind of like small isolate like there's um there's like a, a girl in like a cave who's pretending to be a vampire and she really wants ice cream but she'll only have i think it's like cherry flavored ice cream or something so you have to go and get it and there's all these kind of just like little like uh kind of small kind of mini stories like that that are presented as like these kind of big world events but they're obviously just you know children um yeah. playing make-believe and it's very very adorable it's not winning this category but i think that for that world and we'll probably talk more about it in game of the year um, I, I, I think that story is presented perfectly within the kind of confines of what that game is and, okay. and actually executes it very, very well. A lot of nice moments yeah. in it, you know. Um, I think I had a lot of moments nominated that, that kind of dropped off as other games came out and filled up that category for me. But like, there's like the trial and all these other cute little like one-off set pieces. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a very easy cut first, right. but it's, it's cool. Mm. Uh, Barry, you're next. Um, I think for the reasons we talked about with Moment, I'd say Mortal Kombat 1 can probably go... Um, yeah, it's a bit I, it's uneven. A, it's, a, it's a good first half of a story and yeah. a, a pretty deflating second half. And also, you know, like, it's it's just another one of those modes. They do them very well. The Netherrealm kind of super linear um, uh, uh, story modes. Um, this one didn't really change up much. Um I realized this game was them going back to the drawing board. I kind of yeah. feel like they need to go back again. And, and well, they went back to the drawing board and then decided halfway through they like the old the drawing board. Same place they were at. That's yeah. why I wanted to ask, right? Because I haven't played it. But from what I understand, it was meant to be a reboot. Like, so you get to the end of Mortal Kombat 11 and they, you know, reset time or whatever the fuck nonsense happens. And then um, Liu Kang becomes a god effectively. But it kind of continues from there, so it's kind of a reboot, but it's also still kind of a continuation of MK11. When you when you when you when you get into it, you realize it is way more of a literal sequel. Yeah, uh, like yeah. they do change a bunch, but it is a direct continuation. They do all these interesting things, like Sub Zero and Scorpion are brothers. Actually, that's that's I think that's why it is still nominated. They do all this super cool stuff. Sub Zero and Scorpion are brothers, and so they're yeah. they're eventually split apart because kind of one of the themes of the game is that Liu Kang crafted this timeline. But he's like, this time, it's going to be great. Everyone's going to get along. There'll be no fighting. There'll be no more combat, blah, blah, blah. But everything starts to fissure. And eventually, yeah. the people who are so enemies become enemies Yeah, anyway, you start you know? off with, like, Scorpion and Sub-Zero are both in the Lin Kuei. And they're kind of like, there's a little bit of jealousy from Scorpion because Sub-Zero leads the Lin yeah. Kuei. But it's like, it's just bubbling at first. During that first half, we love with, like, palace intrigue. And yeah. everything is a slow burn. And, uh, like, Sub-Zero is like a real iron fist kind of ruler. And you can tell that's going to cause problems. And for the entire second half of the game, that becomes like the third or fourth most important story thread. And I'm like, but I would actually weigh more like if you just focused on that and went with that kind of focused personal story. But it's like background noise to the save the multiverse yeah. shit that they end up doing in the final. I act. feel like one of the the kind of themes or, or morals they're going with. I'm going to sneeze. Excuse me. Or maybe I'm not. Um, is I can't remember what what show it was over the last couple of years. Did this thing about like no matter how much you try and change events, whatever kind of 
events that I don't know if it was like the first season of Loki did it. I can't remember, but like Constance, what, whatever thing is going to happen yeah, is always going to happen, happen regardless yeah. of how much you try and change it and whatnot. Yeah. Um. So like from that aspect, I can kind of see like yeah, like Sub Zero and Scorpion, they're always going to fight. That's going to happen. But I was kind of just disappointed that. It, it presented itself as a reboot, but as you say, that it's, it's just a, like, it's still a continuation. It's still the same, yeah. it's, it's a requal. Yeah. And it I, really is, yeah. And there's yeah. just something about Coin at Mortal Kombat 1 that, like, and I, I have issues with kind of modern game name convention yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. but mm. that in particular really fucks no, me it's off, annoying. You know? It's annoying. Especially because it's, they call, MK9 is just called Mortal Kombat. So it's, yeah. it's Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat X, and then Mortal Kombat 11 with two numerals. <laughs> and, and, then, and, then, and then Mortal Kombat 1. I think this is the worst. Because it, the worst. It, it, you know, it's just a case of, because it happens like when, you know, Final Fantasy 1 to 3 comes out in Japan, and then I think it was like 4 comes out in America, or 3 comes out in America, but it's the first one or whatever the fuck. And it's just a mess. And it's just like, you obviously can't plan far enough ahead to know exactly like, all right, how this is going to go. But at the same time, if you've called it Mortal Kombat, like the the reboot, you either stick the conventions. It's either nine or it's just Mortal Kombat. Yeah, they should just stick to a regular naming convention like Xbox does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and or or go just like Mortal Kombat Revelations, Mortal Kombat Ascension, Mortal Kombat. Cool word. Yeah, yeah. Chronicles. <laughs> yeah. You know. There we go. I'm sure they've already done the that. Chronicles of Mortal Kombat. Surely with a K. Chronicles. With a K. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 It's one of the little things, I, I suppose it is, uh, two, it, two, it is a little bit of in-universe storytelling <laughs> is like how, and I said this on the podcast, how literally every word that begins with a C begins with a K in the menus. Yeah. Just to, to do the bit. And that's, that's a great little thing. Characters. Uh, it's me next. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Um, look again on the basis that it should be here because it's a great bit, but it is just, it is an extended bit. Murder of <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. It's not, it's not best story of the year. It's, it's got to come If off. I was a couple of whiskeys deep, I'd push <laughs> you back on that. But yeah. uh, look, it's, it's cute. It's, uh, you I, know, I, I want a sequel. They do a murder party <laughs> like uh, on a train. It's uh, on a train as well. Yeah, it's on a train. Okay, it's you full, pe- it's full Poirot. Like, oh, it's, it's great. Um, I love but a it train is just... or a plane or a boat movie in a way that I can't explain. Like, I think the joy of the storytelling in, for me in Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog isn't that I think the story is particularly gripping, but I think it's just like, it's, oh my God, this is still going. <laughs> like, cause, because you download it and it's an, it was literally an April Fool's joke that this game came out, the whole time you're playing it, you're just like... Okay, well now they're just going to stop. Yeah, you know, because like we, 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 this is the joke. Yeah, but it just keeps going. Like it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, do you know the thing the the Sonic games have desperately needed is like someone's come along active work. Well, there's gum that. shoes. But you know how you have um, basically from like the the Mario. A- anytime you have the Mario games with the characters talk, so like from the Paper Mario series onwards, or like the. Uh, the DS games, mm. where they basically just go free reign in terms of, right, let's just kind of like really think about these characters and the world they're in and just kind of run with it and have, have a laugh of it. Yeah. <laughs> there Excuse it is. Bless you. Bless you. Um, uh, but the Sonic games have never done that. They've always been very kind of po-faced um, outside of like, I can't remember what, one of the, the newer Sonic animated series where they had a bit of fun with it. And I remember there was the bit where Knuckles like has a quick kind of like, uh, kind of pro-feminist bit for a second there or something that I saw in a clip one time. And they and they just have fun with it in a way that they've never really done before. And I think that's kind of the, the selling point in this game mm. is it kind of just like, let's just not be so fucking like 
serious about this for a second. Like it's fucking hedgehogs <laughs> wearing trainers. Yeah. Like I, let's. I'd love to see like on International Women's Day knuckles just wish <laughs> all the women are very happy. Stra- strong and notable ally. IWD to all the women out there. Um. Okay, Mark. Okay. Um. I mean, look, you've put it on here, but I feel like both of you haven't put enough time into it, and I, I just want to have a laugh and just get Baldur's Gate off earlier than it I, th- I don't think any of us wanted to incur the wrath of McGee, but you've done he that can do now, it. He can so have that's it. fine. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's also, I mean, it is just it's dense. thick with things to do and talk to and characters to interact with. And I personally, because I didn't, ha- I didn't pick any of the animal talking traits, I, so I, I, that's one thing I've missed out on. You could spend your days just talking to people in that game, yeah. and it's super interesting. But yeah, ne- neither of us having played it are deep enough to to, to put up a fight for it. So we'd, yeah. be, we'd be swinging blindly to try. No, to yeah, there's, on, there's, yeah, there's well, no like put put me in the shoes of playing this game. Do you think no, I would last more than ten minutes? So I feel justified. I don't think you get as far as the bit where you can finally actually move around in the game. Oh god. <laughs> Great. I think yeah. I might like this. And that's only like 10 game. or 15 minutes. I think maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I, I just, I, the gameplay was the thing that put me off rather than the story, I think. Because I actually, I enjoy playing real life D&D because we were all just making X-Men references about the way we were killing enemies and whatnot. And like, I probably can't do that in Baldur's Gate, so. I mean, you could, but you'd be saying it to yourself. Yeah, like, just saying yeah, it to yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying you just do people. anything yeah. you want in life. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> you do what you want. Within yeah. reason, you know. So. Can't you, do that in Baldur's Gate 3. You can't do anything in Baldur's Gate. True. Wow. Terrible game. Right. Ooh. On that note, Jack. Yeah, I mean, sort of getting into difficult territory already here. I feel like the least resistance will come if I cut Dredge, though. So that's where I'm going to go. Yeah, probably. I, like, Dredge is really cool. I think I would maybe put up a bit of a fight for it on a quieter year, but not against some of this competition. Yep. It's also like, you know, it's it, it's... um. Got some really cool world building, um, and it's got a, fu- a bunch of weird fuckers in it. Uh, it's it's just you're constantly just meeting weird fuckers. Um, it's really cool, but I I wouldn't put up a fight for it. Um, you know, it's it's one of those games. I don't think so much. It's about you want to play the game because you want to see where the story goes and you want to progress the story. But as you mentioned there, with like these characters, you do just want to explore the world and kind of interact with everything that there is to, to kind of see because there's so much kind of just unique. There's a, there's kind of a, a gothic tinge mm. to like the presentation and the overall kind of tone. And then there's obviously the whole sort of like sanity effect of if you're out too long at night, but I think it's a really, really well constructed world to, to like experience and, and kind of go around. And I think that, it doesn't really hang its hat on like the story being told, but it doesn't need to because it has all these kind of elements to it. But I think if you play through um, Dredge, you don't come away from it thinking, oh yeah, that was like, well, you know, one of the kind of more interesting stories of the year. You just come away thinking that just, that was just a really cool game. That was a really cool experience. Mm. Fuck that ghost shark and <laughs> that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, Barry. Okay. We're down, we're down to heavy hitters here. Um, and there's no pick that isn't going to be a fight. I was like, which fight do I want to have? Um, Where's the least fight coming from? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, so based on just, I haven't played it, Mark, Thirsty Suitors. I mean, yeah. I mean it's, I it's, think my, I, it's my story of the year, so yeah. like, I have to push back. Um, okay, uh, I, so I, I know the sales pitch on this game because I think you, you did a good job with your promo for, I mean, for, for Dad. Me, there's even more there to is, it than that. Like, yeah. I was trying to get as I, much of the Dad part into it I, as possible. I think the pro- yeah, I think the main problem with it is that like 
it's a fight you're fighting alone. Like, because when it comes to, if it doesn't go now, I'm going for it next. Exactly, because also, so it's like, I, everything else I've played and This loved. is a murderer's row, and it's like, okay, what would you float to swap for it? Like, they, they, you wouldn't get a fight uh, well, on. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. I think you... It, like, These options, by the way, are Alan Wake, Spider-Man, or Star Wars. Those yeah. are, your, those are your, your three your three boyos you can call I them. mean, the problem is I haven't played two of them. Yeah. That is a problem, Mark. And, yeah. That is a problem, yeah. sir. And, the, th- and the, the three of us have played the other three. And like, to varying extent, I've played, oh, okay. played a few hours of Star Wars. Yeah, I haven't played the whole thing, so it's the one of the three besides Thirsty Sewers I'd fight for the least. Mm. But it's... I think I, it would be unfair of me to cut Star Wars first because I enjoyed it. And I still kind of like, again, like I said on the last link to the cast we did, I played a couple of hours of Thirsty Sewers. And I'm like, yeah, but it didn't like grab me. I just, I think the thing with Thirsty Sewers, and, and maybe there are, there, there are elements of um, Spider-Man that would be tangent, tangentially similar as well. Is, and, and that's not to say that this is what qualifies it as a better story, but I just think that there's so many like real world element elements and presentation to it there, there's so many like you can see how there are people that have experienced these stories and you can see that a lot of the stories presented this game and, and the dynamics between characters come from a very kind of real world place and without having you know spoken to the people that wrote uh, this game the the dynamics that you get between jala and like her mum, who clearly like the reason that she is so frosty and iron willed is because of the relationship she has with her mum. And that kind of comes full circle to the back of the game where the final boss of the game is you play, you have to fight your grandmother. Right. Um, and you basically, and every fight in the game isn't so much like this kind of term based fight. It's about this kind of emotional, like resolve and conflict that has to be overcome. So when you defeat one of your evil exes or your nan or whoever, you don't defeat them. You just come to a point of like reconciliation, which is that it's very much like a, if you think about like how Undertale subverted the, the like JRPG um, in terms of its storytelling and, and its mechanics, Thirsty Suitors does kind of a similar thing. And I mean, they're doing two diff- very different things in terms of like what, where they're aiming for in terms of the, the story and whatnot. But I think the Thirsty Suitors is such a, a, a like a subversion of, um, turn-based combat in terms of like it's not about the actual fighting and the mechanics it's about like the in-between notes of the two people like talking to each other or, or arguing with each other and and i think crucially because i know all of you like were, were big fans of night of the wood and night in the woods and i think there's so much of that that bleeds into this in terms of like how uh not pun intended but like catty the characters can mm-hmm. be with each other but there's a lot of the the kind of like teenage uh, angst and, and emotional where like sometimes I'll be honest, there are some times where it gets a little bit melodramatic where you just, and maybe it's because I'm 35 years old <laughs> where sometimes I'm looking at these characters like, well, you just shut the fuck up and go over it. Like, but I remember being 17 yeah, and yeah, you know, everything was the biggest thing in the world. In the world you know, yeah. I'd break out of a relationship and I was depressed for a year where I look back at it now. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? But you I put, was there for you. Yeah, you were Jack. Thank you very much. <laughs> be here for me now then. <laughs> Um, and well, I just, I just think that they're not over a star war. <laughs> I think there's so much in there that, um, just comes from a real place of meaning. And again, when you throw on top, like, I think this is probably one of the, the best, like delicate dances around LGBTQ, uh, content 
uh, and, and approaches it from not just one angle. There's so many different characters that have so many different angles. You have straight characters, you have gay, lesbian, trans, um, uh, gender, like fluid. All of these characters are in here and you have this kind of melting pot of all of that on top of like the uh, South Indian uh, Tamil culture that is like a kind of forefront of, of Jala and her family. And there's just this blending pot of, of like music and, and culture and, and the artwork. And I just think that it's, it's so brilliantly crafted to touch all these points, to not be self-indulgent about the way that it presents it and the story that it tells, and to have a really like uh, kind of touching um, resolution in terms of like this family conflict where you've got this like ever-looming presence of the grandmother who, so <laughs> one thing I forgot to say. So um, you have random encounters that happen in the game, but they're not like random per se. When you're going around the town, you have these like gift boxes that you can go over and they're called gift or grift. And you open it up and if it's a gift, you get some coins or currency. But if it's a grift, it's actually, it's a suitor um, that your grandmother has like sent to you to try right. and match you up for like mm -hmm. an arranged marriage. And you just like, yeah, fuck you. And then you fight with them and you defeat okay. them. And then there's like the fact that with the game itself, you know, you've got like, instead of, you know, poisoning your enemy or making them fall asleep, you can make them thirsty for you or you can like make mm. them angry or make them like really upset. And the context of like the lines that you say and, and the way that they go against each other, like every encounter has been written specifically for that encounter in mind. So when you get into like the actual fights as well with like your exes and whatnot, like the fights are all individually made for that. So there's so much like good writing and voice acting that I, I just, uh, I've made, I've, I've made my case. Um, I, I, I think I, the thing I'll say, right, is that I think you've made a good case and, and in, in, in the interest of, of, of diplomacy and respecting a good promo, the only thing I, I could say, though, is, like, I would say of the other three that are left, the one I care the least about is Star Wars, which I know Jack loves, right? Yeah, it's good. But my thing about saying is, okay, we'll save Thirsty Suitors and cut Star Wars, even if we agreed on that, is I, I, I know we're going to go to bat for I'm, the other two. Yeah, I'm going to go for Thirsty Suitors if it stays. Yeah, so, like... I mean, it's kind of much of a much as we like, do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, I don't know how far Thirsty Suitors goes if we save it now and then Dave and, me, and then we redo it again in 20 seconds for Dave's pick. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm digging my heels in. He's so. digging his heels in, but <laughs> uh -oh. do we, I mean, what do we want to do? Do you want to vote? Well, if, if the three of you say it's going, then like, I can't yeah. do anything past that. But yeah, I, it's, I, it's not yeah. making top two for me. It's I, making top two for anybody. No, so I would probably. I can't because I'm the only one that played it. Yeah, like, so, well, I know I have, but yeah. not much of it. I would like. I would probably let Jedi go because there are two games on here that I'd still really like and probably of the two of them that's the one that I care about least but I think it was brilliant like it was a, yeah. some of the best writing in a Star Wars related product yeah, yeah. Star Wars thing I like the most in fucking in ten, long, 10 years if not yeah. long time it's a cool story you know it's it enhances upon the original yeah, in almost does. every way, including the story, I would There's say. There's a fantastic heel turn in the game mm. as well, when a guy that's kind of been helping you out for the whole game all of a sudden flips on you and, like, kills one of your mentors, and it's really dramatic. And, you know, the, the back half of the game is about you trying to hunt down this goddamn son of a bitch that's, that's ruined your life kind of thing. And Where, where are these two games set in the ever-expanding timeline. It's post-episode three, pre-episode four. So okay. it's after Order yeah. 66. He, Cal is one of the seven million people who somehow survived Order <laughs> <Yeah>. 66. <laughs> um, the so, thing is, there were a lot of Jedi, so like it's yeah. not inconceivable no, no, it's not. that a bunch of them survived. No, it's, it's people that, that many. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, you know, how many are we saying? The problem is not that I think Order 66 should have wiped everyone out. It's more so uh, They that, should have done a better job of it, no, says no, Barry. It's, <laughs> it's more so that in but episode this is the four... Empire who miss every single shot. You've but, seen those stormtroopers But it's more guns. so that in episode four, they act like Obi-Wan is like the last... He's like this recluse and he had to hide these Jedi. And he's like, he's the, the last Jedi. He's like the only one that could have trained Luke is what they're, they're, they're kind of going for. And On that planet he is, yeah, probably. Ah, but they, they're, they're, there's an implication in those, in those original movies that there there are no Jedi not even a resistance I mean, not like, even a, the second one they literally send him to another system to with, with another with another one guy on one planet who's also concealing his identity and also not like we're getting into Star Wars stuff here yeah. this is not this is not the <laughs> yeah, can or, we stop this is, not, this, is, this is not the Order 66 lore debate podcast but um but anyway um yeah, yeah I mean so are we just so like is it, is it just will we just have the Alan Wake uh, Spider-Man debate then because that's where it's going I mean if if, if, because that seems like where it's going. Yeah, but I just, I want to, uh, yeah, Jedi Survivor, really great story, really good Star Wars story. Anyone that likes those old movies, I think will really enjoy playing through this. And there's so many other good things about the game and the story, I think, keeps it all together nicely. Mm the side stuff I mentioned there's like cool little quests and things that you can go and do that lead to other nice consequences yeah. nothing as cool as the the cage side quest which I absolutely loved and thought that was really good but yeah I uh it's 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 fucking good Star Wars content man and I'm a Star Wars fan so hey, yeah what can I say does it in any way like tie in or there's any of the the recent TV shows like there is there any because I know we were saying yesterday about like Star Wars <laughs> well, loves to have like a Boba Fett or whatever yeah kind well of, Barry got yeah. angry because there was a Boba Fett TV show and Boba Fett did turn up and it was voiced by Tamora Morrison who voices Boba Fett so uh, but yeah. like there's the, the either of like the first um, uh, how was the first one Fallen Order Fallen Order yeah, yeah. yeah. do I release two like did you see anything with the TV shows in any way where it kind of uh, no then like Cal, the uh, main character Cal doesn't pop up in the TV shows but I think the the popularity that these games have gained I that think that be, they will do that it will yeah, happen yeah. at some point there yeah. will be the crossover um, and also they've, they've managed to snag a you know moderately successful Hollywood actor as their main character so yeah, 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 they, they got in on the, in, you know. got the ground floor with him. Yeah, like, they yeah. did well yeah. there. Exactly. Um, just right, like, so we're gonna. I, I, if they keep making these and they keep being this good, I'm gonna fucking love playing them um, for the next few years. Yeah. So we're gonna do the Spider-Man versus Alan Wake discussion. Can, uh, can I talk about Spider-Man? Because this is the thing. I watched your stream where you talked about the nominees and you said something that was. I was like, it's funny. Fi- filing it away, and I'm like, I'm gonna ask Barry because you mentioned something about the third act of Spider-Man. Because it's funny. So. When you guys' conversation, <coughs> excuse me, about, about Spider-Man the other week, I really wanted to argue with you about, uh, in so many different ways. And I was going to be the Spider-Man defender in so many different ways about the open world and doubling down on concepts in the first game and so on and so forth. But the one area that I would join in the criticism of it would be the storytelling. And that's even though I think the first two thirds of it are incredible. Yeah. And we even had a conversation uh, uh, in our group chat before for a moment of the year and we were trying to whittle them down. I was like, this is like Wolfenstein 2. You could do this category just for Spider-Man moments. There are so many great ones, and I did mm-hmm. love the story for the first for the first two thirds. Here, here are my problems with the with the storytelling, specifically in the third act. I hate when a Venom story turns into I'm spawning a bajillion symbiotes, and they're everything taking over is the world. Venom. Completely boring sci-fi shite. I have absolutely yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. To me, Venom is my favorite comic book villain maybe ever right i think he's so great because of the dynamic where Shout he is, out tom hardy he is i love we love tom we love to- yep. topher grace you know yep. uh, but i <laughs> the love OG. the idea of this this you know this spider-man gets this thing it's this living thing and he t- 
tears it off himself and it's everything bad about himself that then latches onto one of his enemies and he's basically fighting the shadow version yeah. of himself. I love that conceptually. You love and when then, he has a big dance. I love when he has a big dance. I love all of that. But, and this isn't even the first game. There's been multiple games that have done this. There's been comics, there's been TV shows and so on. I just hate when it turns into, it, it, it might as well be the old comic book movie thing of shooting a laser into the sky. I just hate... And now I'm going to take over the world and I've got nests all over the open world. It's like, but you know that that was done in service of the game more than the storytelling. That's bad. But it's still bad. This is, well, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but what I'm saying is that you look at it like immediately when you start the game and the first thing you're doing is you're fucking jumping around the city doing the Sandman nest Mm. things. And this is one of my bigger issues with a lot of the side quests in the game. There's so much in there where they're dragging anything kicking and screaming like story-wise that they can fit into like, hey, here are like 10 nests to yeah. do whatever the fuck yeah. that are just usually to just put like, it, To know, put a, a, a thin veil of we're not just making you do it for the sake of it. Yeah, you are. And to me, that, that hinders the open world gameplay but in this particular context it also then it and goes both the ways it the story as well it makes yeah. Venom because yeah, uh, imagine if Venom was the, just one character other, that the, you were hunting down the, uh, and he was the biggest scariest the, uh, baddest the other, fucker in the, the world the other problem I have so that like tied into that is that for the last act I felt in terms of pacing everything turning into a protracted you're fighting the same boss three times yeah, yeah. and like whatever if you do the gimmick where you have a cutscene, you beat the boss and then like as a oh my god his health bar is refilled yeah. but he's literally i think the last three maybe four big boss battles it's the exact same thing and like it it gets to the point where it's act like, like is it's actively hampering the storytelling because then you get to a cutscene and you're not bought into it because like by the time it actually is the end of the boss battle you're like they're just gonna fucking re- like the, yeah. the, the help bars are gonna refill and then you're like oh it actually didn't this time didn't, yeah. they, uh, and didn't then- they do that with Elden Ring no no not really there's not like no, 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 because, no. no because wasn't that like a refilling boss no cupboard? No, like it's not. It's not the same thing. Where it's like it's literally the same fight three times. Like uh, Soulsborne games do the thing where like sometimes you get a boss down to half health and it does a transformation, mm. and it's a completely different battle. It may as well be two entirely different bosses. Whereas this Whereas is like this I'm game, facing. You, like, you beat Scream, and then there's a you fight scene Scream where they, where they again. Talk, and, and then you fight Scream again. Fight. It's yeah, the yeah, same I, fight I, three times. I think like the it, it's, it's such a small thing that I think would have helped the perception is if that health bar had just been split into like three. Yeah, sections. Or, or, yeah. if you're, or if you're fighting this anything to do with the story, it is. Yeah. But, 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 it, is. but it, is. it is. It is. No, it's because not. no, because they of do. It is. They do. The thing. Absolutely it not. absolutely is. How is because it not? because it no, no, you're dead right, Barry. Because it does the thing I after disagree. every health bar where it goes to do that. Like it does the fake out thing where you go to a cutscene and it seems like this is going to be it. But by the time it gets to the one where it's actually supposed to have emotional weight, you're checked out because it's like That's right, pacing, which is storytelling. Pacing is all over the fucking shop in that part. Because even just having these bloated boss battles that are tedious grinds the storytelling to a halt because I'm really enjoying the beat for beat of the story and then I go I have to fucking do this that yeah. fucking Venom fight on the way you're going the football field the little bits of the yeah. football field you're jumping around the place and it's like it's fucking tedious and it's just like the momentum of the story outside her grounds to a halt and also you're you're kind of buying in emotionally to like I said after you get the health bar down the first time it does a little cutscene you're like okay right yeah, okay here's yeah. the bit of storytelling oh fuck it's not I'm fighting him again and then it does it again it's like oh fuck I'm fighting him again yeah so then when the actual cutscene at the end of that little bit comes in you're just like you're sitting there waiting for the fight to start again you're not actually enjoying the bit of storytelling like, that yeah, it's finally telling it, the game is constantly peaking slightly too early and then going slightly too long after yeah. that peak 
And I, I, I that's like, like a, it's like a mid two thousands Ring of Honor. Was, that's, that's, that's the comparison <laughs> I was making in my head, and I wasn't going to go there. But I, I, I think like that's what I like about this category is best storytelling, not best story. And I, I would factor pacing and things like that into that. So I, yeah. I, I feel like this is like one of the best adaptations of the Venom story ever. It's one of the best uh, adaptations of the Craven character. So there's tons of strength there. But I, I did feel like they didn't stick the landing. Yeah, cool. I disagree with all of it. Uh, <laughs> what you just said, but because I, I did really like the boss fights. I, there are boss fights where you expect multiple stages, and the fact that it happened a couple of times made me then think right but well this isn't over it's there's a difference between multiple stages and the same stage three times like for, three, fight is for a good i example. think literally three successive bosses in about an hour and a half's worth of gameplay to go to go to the elden ring comparison when fucking um different attacks and you slightly environmentally changing no like wait wait hang on well, what what is different about the phases of the scream fight yeah this, look, she does like heavier attacks in the second one, and then heavier even. I don't. I if you, I I wouldn't. Offhand, if you tell me like if like like compared to the what's the fucking character's name, the one that shoots out the dragon arm in Elden Ring. Oh, Godfrey the Grafted. That's the second phase of a boss. Yeah, like, yeah, you know. that's, yeah. That's not uh, like they're Versus, doing like, slightly heavier attacks. Her, her attacks do this more damage. Has a slightly. fucking dragon arm. Yeah, and also, or millennia. Millennia. Like, yeah, when she like, becomes it, infected with the rocks. That, that comparison does Spider Man no favors at yeah, all. Yeah, in my yeah, opinion, yeah, yeah. you're comparing it to the best boss design. It's known for the best boss design in modern games. One thing that I think that Spider-Man does really, really well, though, is that you can obviously tell that this is part of, like, a well, possibly a a trilogy, or however many games it's going to be. And one thing that uh, the MCU films in particular struggle from is no film feels like a kind of self-contained bit. It feels like it's latched onto this greater, bigger thing. I think one of the things that Spider-Man 2 does really well is it feels like a self-contained story and yeah. it doesn't feel like at the end of it that, oh, this yes. is just all here because it has to lead on to whatever happens next. Yeah. The whole arc with Craven, the whole arc with Venom, it does feel like its own thing yeah. that doesn't yeah. have to be served as part of something Yeah, bigger. like we're not saying that. I think like, that's a big accomplishment We're not saying it. it's a bad story. Again, I think no, like no, Bar- no. Barry is like, uh, Barry's point about like this is best storytelling. So the stuff about pacing and the boss battles and where but the speak more is all part of how the story is told. But something more about just story, I will say, go back to something we said for character, I could have done with a smidge more Craven, just a smidge more of like, so like how many, like he, like he really doesn't actually have that many like actual lines in cutscenes yeah, across yeah. the whole game. Again, like we said, it's cool that it's in there, but like the audio logs in a, in a base, that's not doing it for me. Give me some more actual cutscenes. Uh, this game is class. I but do like, you wish, know. because I, if you like just played mainlined through the game and didn't have any of the open world side quest stuff, I feel like that campaign is actually quite short. Mm. Um, it's 31 missions. It feels like that more so than either Spider-Man 1 or Miles Morales. It feels like the most kind of padded out. And and I would certainly be in agreement that if there had been like a little bit less of the open world paddedness stuff and a little bit more in terms of the story, because anytime I was doing stuff around the story, I'm like, I'm here, I'm involved, and I want to know about what the fuck's going on with these characters. But And as we were talking about um, recently uh, on, on just the mainline podcast about like, Okay, you can skip skip the side uh, quest stuff, but all of that is tied to your upgrades. So yeah, I yeah, need to the, do like some the of main that to selling. The upgrades, well, not you know? ma- not the main, but one of the main things that Sony were touting and uh, in the build up to Spider Man coming out was the fast travel and how incredible and what a technical feat fast travel is. But you have to do half the side quests in a district to unlock the fast travel. And look, not all the bad the side quests are bad. No, you know? not no, all of them. That's are. one of the things I wanted to fight you about. I think. But I think that's the thing. I think like the stuff we talked about with Howard and stuff we talked about in a previous category. Yeah. 
I think because they've shown you what all the side quests could be, yeah. it makes you get madder at the ones that are just, oh, we're just going to like do the fucking thing with the molecules again. Yeah. Or we're yeah. just going to, oh, here's another hive of symbiotes, yeah. you know, where yeah. it's just like, that's that's the chuff I'm talking about. I'm not yeah. saying, I, I don't want to misrepresent and say I think all side quests in the game are pointless. I really like the Visions Academy stuff that you yeah. were talking about oh, in the last category. That stuff is but so again, good. like, yeah. it, it's got the open world-itis of, like, they just... they they couldn't handcraft all of it. So rather than just have the handcrafted ones, yep. they had the handcrafted ones and the stuff that yeah, was just repetitive. Can we, yeah, yeah. Can, we, uh, can we say some nice stuff about it now? <laughs> Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because that's the thing. It has gotten loads of due. I'm not saying, I, you know, yeah, actually, yeah, plenty of good things. There's, but there's so many other great things that happen in, in this game. Like, yeah, yeah. I a bit barely got a chance to touch about Like oh, the, 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 the miles, like, honestly, the, uh, the whole side quest with the instruments and the recovery of that. Yes, all right. It's funny that, like, there was three different fans trying to steal musical instruments, Barry. But it's just really, really, like, a great, you know, localized story about the city of Harlem, the community, and, like, really that strength in Miles to try and improve things in his area. And that comes from his mum and his relationship with his mum and it ties that whole thing together really nicely there's obviously the Howard stuff but then there's like other side quests that are great the one where there's the old guy who's kind of lost and he can't find his door. Oh, that's great. And you that just one is sit so with good. him in the park and he tells you about his life and then like eventually you know his daughter finds him and like just you know Pete taking some time out from his day to just chat to a guy just like little moments like that, that I think is so so effective and just hit all the right beats I do think that I kind of disagree on the Venom thing because like Venom is, and, and again, you might start shouting <laughs> angry about this, but like Venom is a fucking alien symbiote who's coming over to earth. And like the primary directive of those symbiotes is to try and fucking infest, infiltrate. But they can write it to be whatever they want. And, and they a, don't, they can have write to it to be whatever they want. They've taken liberties with other Spider-Man characters. Yeah, you don't like that. I think that that makes sense to me. As a, as a storyline, does it make sense? But is, is it as compelling as Venom is this one terrifying? Uh, I feel like, yeah, like Venom is still a one terrifying thing. It, I feel like Venom is a little bit more one note than you know, like any sort of human character. And I feel like in general or in this, because I would agree in this because he's just trying to take over the world. And well, it's not I mean, nearly as compelling I'd say in general, but I'm I'm not enough of a compare compared to I'm not here to the the '90s animated version, which is like I think the definitive version. Yeah. where those episodes, especially when you're a kid, are so fucking terrifying. Because what does that Hank Azaria voiced Venom want to do? Just destroy Peter but Parker's then- life infinitely more compelling than I'm going to blow up a Venom bomb in the city and make everyone a symbiote monster. Yeah, yeah not it, compelling it, it, at yeah, all to it me. It doesn't feel like it's borrowing from the great Venom stories no. or creating its own new Venom story. It feels like every time Venom just popped up again subsequently yeah. in a show but I or think, in a- I don't think you could do that version of Venom because they've already got Craven. Because you, you, but you could and even do- like, What do you mean? Well, because Craven, he's got more of like a- when he decides to focus on Spider-Man, he's got that kind of singular track, like, you know, I'm I'm here but to take out Peter you, Parker. You totally could, because I feel like almost, Venom, it, like what you're but, saying about Venom, the, the 90s one, I feel like you'd have two characters that are yeah, fairly but, similar, like both going to okay, Peter Parker. I'm not saying yeah, that, but that also, 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 I'm, I'm saying what they did wasn't very good. But also, also, yeah. also, in your to, opinion, but I think also, it's good. Also, do you know what I No, I've spoken to the police. Objectively, I'm right. I'm just some people like it. Also, to Mark's point about that you can't have the two villains go after it. It is Spider-Man. It is Spider-Man. The thing is, like all Spider-Man, all Spider-Man, all Spider-Man, 
Spider-Man things are everyone's trying to get Spider-Man. Yeah, I know, but you don't you know? have two characters doing the same thing for but the same reason. I was just using reason. that as a frame of reference sure, for sure, sure, sure. an idea yeah. of what you could do. You could, even do you could even have a marriage of the two where it's like he's going to destroy Peter Parker and with Peter Parker out of the way, I will then venom the I world. Could do, I could do you something could even, else. You know, you know, there's, yeah, a, there's ways around it you could do that and, aren't just rote. And just, and just yeah, and, and like it's even in that third act of the game when Venom is finally there, like you were saying there... When you finally hear Tony Todd, you're like, here we fucking go. go. And he has like four lines in the game. He doesn't say anything because he's not much of an actual character. Once it actually gets going, he's a, he is insert supervillain here that's trying to turn New York into himself. He's the lizard from the first Andrew Garfield movie, unfortunately. And that's a harsh criticism and I'm standing by it. Very harsh. Because like... Tony Todd, Risa fans. The majority of the the game though is like, he's he's with Harry, right? Yeah. yeah. And then that's why he gets super, super angry and super, super vengeful once he gets back with Harry. Like after after Harry realises that Pete was the one that was holding on to the suit. So therefore... At first, he is what you're describing. He is not, like, trying to fucking fuck everything up and take over the world. Half the reason he fucks New York up is because he wants to lure Pete out and have the final big-off battle with him. Because that's how he gets him to do it. What is Spider-Man known for? Protecting his community. Let's take over New York first before I enact my world plan so I can lure the Spider-Men out, defeat them, and then go and do whatever the fuck that I want to do with the rest of the world. The stuff with Peter and Harry in this game I think is brilliant. The way they set up, the, the flashbacks to their youth of them being nerds. Those are their, great. Their, yeah. yeah. And like the gradual, you know, realization that Harry is now Venom and then what happens with Pete and then how Pete loses it. Even when you're playing as Pete, when he is Venom and him just being that much more of a prick, they nailed it. Finally, everything was really, really good. And to me, the reason that Venom gets to the point is where he gets to is more about luring out the Spider-Men than it is about initially just trying to take over the world. Because he wouldn't just stop at New York, would he? He would be carrying on up the eastern seaboard till he gets to Maine or something, going, maybe not Canada yet. I'm going to go. Well, go to Maine. All the, all, all the Stephen King characters are up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maine. This is Maine is fucking hardcore, man. <laughs> Jessica Fletcher's up there as well. Oh, holy shit, yeah. Venom, Venom versus Fletcher in Spider-Man 3. Um, but, Venom she wrote. <laughs> Venom, she Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. There's DLC coming your way. A great game. But to me, it's more about that than it is about just, I'm going to take over the world flat. I like the idea that, you know, that a symbiote from an alien planet is going to try and take over the world because it makes fucking sense to me anyway. But it's more about Harry and Peter than it is about trying to take over the world. In my opinion, that was my reading. I I think where I end up in, I'm not saying I was as down, like I was, uh, the actual it being, and I, I agree with Barry's sentiment that it kind of goes to a Venom of the Week in, in, in Act 3 to a certain extent. I'm not as down on it being that as Barry is because I love the first and second act so much, but I come back to the storytelling thing. Mm. And part of telling the story is how it ends. And I think Spider-Man fumbles at the 10-yard line with that stuff that I talked about. We're kind of agreeing that mm. Act 3 is where it falls apart for us, but we Depends feel, how, how we feel stronger about hurts. different elements. Yeah, I feel yeah. stronger about the pacing and the, the stuff I've already talked about. I'm not going to get back into that necessarily. Yeah. You feel stronger about the, the, the venom of it all. But I do think we're, uh, we're aligned, and I think even Jack is the high man on Spider-Man. I think we're all aligned that there wasn't enough Tony Todd. There's never enough Tony Todd in anything. Yeah, yeah. But also, one thing I initially thought was interesting, and I, but when it kind of played out, I was a little disappointed. They kind of established early on that at some point in this universe, the lizard has been a thing. 
right yeah. oh, like before this game it, he's been, yeah, he's been yeah, the yeah. lizard so when you're fighting him it's not the first time you fight the lizard, which is cool but uh, again similar to craven and similar to venom i did i feel like i didn't get enough uh, there's a point at which there's a point at which okay we're done with lizard now yeah but, he, yeah. but, he, but even before he becomes a lizard it's just kind of like oh I don't want to turn into the lizard again that's there's not much there and again they can't the game you know the game I, it doesn't have to be Baldur's Gate yeah, like 100 I, I, hours I, long I, but. I think I disagree with that I, I think that what like the lizard being the plot device for things that happen afterwards I think that the way that that arcs I, I, I have no issue with that yeah I because think that's honestly he's more the, of a tool yeah but the yeah, story, yeah, yeah. Craven, the story which is fine, line is but. that all of the former villains are tools because Craven wants to no I know that I know that I'm saying I would have liked more of the, yeah, but, of the character but then, it, then it becomes like more of a lizard story than it is I, what the I, actual Craven I think the issue isn't that there isn't enough lizard I think that there isn't enough of the other bosses that Craven's after to have arcs with those well that's yeah, yeah. Have I think with that's, all of them which I think, no, cool. I think I don't think there's an, enough and, 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 and I think one of my favourite things in the game is the you know Miles going from that I want to fucking kill Mr. Negative because of what he's yeah, done that, to that my life the whole life. thing is really really well and that's then, yeah, the best bit eventually the really reaching the point where they're fighting together and he makes peace I, with I that, felt, I felt that has the best game ending level payoff of Spider-Man 2 it was more satisfying and a bigger payoff than the actual end of the game which which part? You know what I mean? Like the, the Mr. Negative, the arc oh, yeah, of that yeah, wrapping yeah, up yeah, felt yeah, way great. more satisfying yeah, yeah. than anything yeah. with Lizard or Craven or there's, or Venom. Honestly, to me. there's there's a, a part of me where it's like if they had just done like uh, a Spider-Man Peter Parker and then just had like the Venom stuff off to one side and then done like a Miles Morales two that was just like the Mr. Negative to wrap that off. Yep. You probably have two much more kind of focused stories. Mm, probably, yeah, that yeah. probably would have been like and yeah, even stronger. Games, and I suppose that's you know? where like much as I think like if anything else was on the list left besides this, I'd be quite happy despite my reservations here or there to be like yes, yeah, Spider-Man best storytelling. But it's the fact that we are comparing it to something that is so focused. Yeah. So like absolutely it, it it spins so many plates in the not only the story it's telling but the way it tells the story yeah and nails it I because the funny thing is like despite my qualms i still probably would have had spider-man as my best story i, I probably until, would have had it as my best story a, a month, week later yeah, yeah. I, until a month ago but, like, it was gonna be but it's but i also then would have kind of considered it a little bit of a slow year in the story sense just because you know i, I, the, ga- I the gap between everything and these two is huge yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it says the Baldur's gate three non-understanders yeah, yeah. obviously notwithstanding I mean, I think I, I don't think we need to re-go over all the I think saga a, stuff. I think there's a couple of little bits we didn't get into on the story. You mentioned the non-linearity, which I, which I think is so fucking cool. So the switching back and forth between the timelines is great because there are those, those, those a handful of moments where they're kind of like breaching through realities and they're having these sort of staticky conversations yeah. with each other. But which side of that conversation you hear first depends entirely on what order you're playing and, the game and I in. imagine whose side like who you feel because if you had done Alan's chapters first and understand why he's doing the manuscript stuff with the daughter yeah. you get way more sympathetic towards Alan was in a corner and yes, this is what he yeah. had to do whereas I played a lot of Saga first so I was just like what the fuck you you, you fucking yeah. beardy piece of shit what are you doing yeah, you know yeah. what I mean like but then the other thing I want to talk about um, in terms of like story telling yeah there's one thing i mentioned last night after we we got off our first session of gaming year recording and that's something really quick little bit of storytelling and that's the visceral horrifying death screen when oh, you're playing yeah. alan chapters yeah 
Um, whenever, you, whenever you lose, whenever you die as Alan, it's like there's the, like the loading screen basically is just like FMV Alan, like just like fucking twitching on the ground and looking at the camera. And then it does a, a Prince of Persia Sands of Time type thing where he cuts to him going, no, no, that's not what happened. And he's type, he's retyping his story, yeah, which yeah. I really love that because they because the game is so it's like this meta. horrifying so horrifying kind of, Groundhog Day of yeah. him getting fucking this mesh Dungeon to death. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but then also something that Remedy started experimenting a little bit with Quantum break experimented a lot in control with and i think now is the fullest realization of it is the overlay of fmv storytelling on top of things and it's one of the most like astounding parts of the game and it 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 adds so much to the the tense horror it adds so much to the the characterization of saga of of alan Mm. where you're playing through it it helps with the jump scares i suppose the most kind of viscerally least deep storytelling part of it is like overlaying the the fmv stuff does help with jump scares yeah but also you're having these things kind of like if you played control and you haven't played alan wake yet there are these moments it's mainly with the director the previous director trench where jesse is having these cutscenes, these kind of it's not even a conversation. It's like she's monologuing and Trench is monologuing and the two monologues are sort of interrelated. Yeah. Um, but there are these moments where like Saga or Alan are are having these discussions and ancillary characters are popping up FMV overlay in the scene. Yeah. Whether it's Sam Lake or it's, you know, Scratch mm. or it's whoever else, you know, uh, your man. I can't think of the dude that they're investigating his murder at the start. Oh, you're seeing the first bits of that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember. It's, it's, um, yeah. And there's like some of the real chilling shit, like down in the morgue in the sheriff's office, we didn't talk about at all, yeah. which is one of the most like, you want to talk about something that gives you, you remember that feeling of going through the hospital? In, in Metal Gear Solid 5 oh, where you're just like comp, I yeah. don't want to go to I, I, no, whatever's down here is not fucking good <laughs> you know what I mean but you're having to force yourself in and um, I think it it's so ambitious as well with how it tells the story yeah. you know um, and, and like it's also a thing they carried forward from Alan Wake 1 which is you are also finding pages of the story that he's writing that are called so obviously they'll tell you in cutscenes certain crucial bits that reflect you know like the daughter's dying or whatever the fuck but like you can also a part of the they they really weave collect gameplay collectibles into the story because you can read them and they're like really interestingly and, written. And you don't, things. but in a way, in a way, I like that control does as well, where you're not missing. It's not that like you'd be like, what the fuck is happening here without picking up? You know, like no. Bioshock had that thing, Mark. Like the Bioshock games, where you don't really understand what's going on in Rapture or Columbia unless you're at least listening to a good few of those saxophones yeah, yeah. and stuff. Um, you understand perfectly what's going on in Alan, Alan Wake without ever having to read or usually with a lot of the, the important manuscript pages, when you pick it up, they do voiceover. You don't have to yes. go in and read over audio logs or anything like that. Um, but you're not missing anything of the story without them, but it enhances your experience if you're willing to immerse yourself. Same with the, like, the thing we haven't talked about a lot is the, like, the mind play stuff where you're putting together the case and, like, Saga goes in and she's solving these multiple cases, the multiple branches of the story using photographs and evidence she's gathering. 
And what that is giving you a real cool opportunity to do is like logically lay out and pour over all the details of what you've seen in case you yourself, because you were shitting your pants, missed a little detail of what someone said. The option is there for you to go, oh, okay, that's, yeah, I can see how that thread is related to that one. And then you also get to do these things where at first, before you kind of get to grips with all the, the, the supernatural stuff that's going on, there's stuff that's kind of like almost like a Sherlock Holmes type intuitive where she's like it's like she's interrogating the motives behind what people do she has these files for the different characters and at first you think it's yeah it's her just intuiting what they must have thought like she's interrogating a hypothetical version of somebody but then later on in the game you kind of figure that because of what's going on with with reality is like she actually is a like she is able to how would you She's describe a telepath, it? basically. She's basically, yeah. yeah. Which is funny because they, they don't explain that early on. And I thought it was just some wacky remedy humor. So you, you go into this profiling section of the game and you pick fucking Johnson or whoever you're talking to. And you're looking for some, some piece of evidence at a crime scene. You're like, where's the heart that was cut out of the victim? And so this, this stylish remedy FMV thing plays out where the character's like, oh, stash that heart. Fucking cops are all over the place. And then the cutscene ends and Saga goes... The heart is in the general store. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How did you, yeah. wait, wait. How, yeah, it's like, it's like not explained at all early and, on. And, and, if, and it's that, like, if that had been it, I would have been like, like, it would have been something that would count against it in this category. Yeah, I was like, are they doing, I was like, is this some weird oddball again, Twin Peaksy bullshit where she is making that massive logic leap. And then you find out like she is actually, is, you know, I don't think they call it a telepath, but she's basically a telepath. No. And um, is she a telepath if Alan's writing a character? Is that not how she just finds out? No, 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 no. She's a telepath. Okay. But there's also, there, she's a telepath, but there's also a thing where as she's like with certain profiles, she's able to see through, like depending on the situation, I think the most drafts Alan has of a version of reality is four. But it's like she, her, whatever she's got, her shinning, or she, she's able to see through his different drafts. Yes. Yeah. You know? Um, and when they, once they confirm that she is a literal telepath, because there's... Later on in the story, you just start having conversations with people. Like, not even, not even weird mystic. I'm trying to deduce this. She starts, like, her family members. Toward, like, yeah. she just starts talking. Oh, but that's, to the, that's one of the other things about this. So we talk about the old gods of Asgard um, who do, uh, songs. yeah, um, Herald of Darkness. Uh, and then, like, you get to the trailer park, which is one of the, the trailer park and the theme park are, like, my favorite parts of that game. Coffee World. Yeah. Coffee World. Um but you're you're at the trailer park and you find your two elderly relatives who are the dudes from the band, but they're old now. Um, so like they've woven even like the ridiculous pompous band in the meta stuff that's going on in the game are actually important characters yeah. to the narrative. Yeah. And they've also in that sequence repositioned characters from the original Alan Wake yeah. into so there's Rose. a there's a woman, yeah, Rose is like in the home. And then, yeah, it's Rose that's dead a boss as well. Is, is, or no, is it's, no, it's that's the Cynthia, other one. Her, Cynthia, one Cynthia, yeah, 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 She's sorry. minding in the old folks' home. Yeah, yeah. Boss, so they've yeah. done a cool thing for, like, people who know, like, it doesn't, again, it's one of those things where it doesn't make it worse if you didn't play the first game, but it makes it better if you did. If you did, yeah. Um, there, yeah, there's that. There was Coffee. Coffee World is great. Can, coffee I, ask World a, can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah. Right, and this is, this is one thing that, again, and this is not me trying to, like, chuck it off. Is the ending of this game not good? No, it's great. It's I great, yeah. It. I yeah, think it's brilliant. I, I, I think it's perfect. The, the criticisms I, I was reading were that the ending was not good. And I could understand amb- why it was I, saying I, But I think, I, do you know, what, do you know what's like, funny is like, yeah. I, I actually thought when I saw someone say that, I thought it was going to be, because my worry was that for a game that its strength is its storytelling. 
Mm. Like, you know, there are games on this list. I think if you took out, and this isn't to discount it in storytelling, I'm not saying that, but like if you took all the storytelling out of Spider-Man 2, like fundamentally that's still like a dumbass fun, fun game, game to, to play. play. The yeah. thing you more than anything are coming to Alan Wake for is the storytelling and the atmosphere, yeah. right? But um, the, oh, where was I going with that? We were talking about the, the ending. I, oh, yeah, I, sorry, yeah. The, so the thing I was worried about was that is this going to, for all its storytelling, chuck that out in Act 3 and, like, literally the last thing you do is a boss battle. You know what I mean? And then it's just like, okay, credits. Yeah. But what they do is they put the, the quote-unquote final boss, like, you, you, face, you face Scratch, and the idea isn't to kill Scratch, it's to trap him. You're, you're working with Sam Lake and the Department of Control and the Old Gods of Asgard. And it's like, everybody get the band together and they literally, literally do a gig down on the beach. While you were, so cool. <laughs> it's so, it's fucking, so fucking, cool. fucking cool. While Scratch, who is a fucking terrifying, He's like, like overpowered yeah. monster uh, who looks like Alan, uh, is coming after Saga and you're trying to, like, expose him to the light, which is the Alan Wake thing, and then trap him in this cage. But the thing I love about it is that boss battle takes place about 45 minutes before the end of the game. Yeah. Like it goes, we know you're here for the storytelling. Let's get, let's do the boss battle now and then we'll give you all the satisfactory, like, you know, the thing. I think something that maybe some people didn't care for was the, the game is Alan Wake and Alan Wake sacrifices. I think, I feel like people and wanted the continued the tales of Alan Wake yeah. after the game, whereas he sacrifices himself. The, the other thing I think people don't like, and I, I, I think this is fair. I, I don't agree, but I think it's fair. I think people don't like a, a somewhat cliffhanger ending. And because I even, I remember I was reading like in a Discord after I finished, I went back into like an Alan Wake thread and I was reading what people were saying and I saw someone like say, oh, I hope they clarify what happens in DLC. And I'm like, I, I would hate that. I think it's so, yeah. it's so much cooler but, but, than no, what you in did horror, it. In horror, like horror is the genre where I'm like, no, give me uncertainty. Give me, yeah. give me uncertainty. Give me that hereditary The other ending, thing I want to talk know? about in terms of like the story of Alan Wake that we haven't mentioned at all is the wife. Oh, and Alice, the subplot yeah, with the yeah. with Alice Wake, who it's it's so fucking cool because the whole thing that Alan is doing is like the first game he's trying to save her from the dark place and he ends up in the dark place. Yeah, now he's in the dark place and he's trying to get back to her, but as part of his loops, he keeps ending up back in their apartment building, and she's like a visual artist, so she he is he is seeing what's happening to her on the outside world through her own art. So he keeps trying to get back home. L- literally, he's trying to get back home. And every time he comes to her at their apartment, there's like different iterations of her latest art exhibit, like which is dedicated diary. to his memory because she assumes he died and drowned in the lake 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. So there's all this like footage of like, she doesn't know why he did it, why he threw himself into the lake and stuff like that. And like FMV, like her sitting down on the camera talking about it. Very and immortality then, in some way. Yeah, as well, and you get to like. this like heartbreaking thing right as you go into the final act. I think this is where the real realization on Alan comes that he's gonna have to sacrifice himself is the implication that she threw herself off the cliff into yeah. the lake because she couldn't handle life without him anymore yeah because the world is too dark and stuff like that but what he's not seeing again because of the way the drafts are at least now it's an implication I can't remember if it's like a flat out no this is what happened is there is a, an implication that actually what she was doing was trying to do what he did in the first game she was actually trying to save him and she's actually still alive there's a lot of themes of loops and shit like that because even yeah. the ending you know what the, you know what the comparison is for the ending actually is um, you know Inception when the, yeah. he spins the top yeah, and then still cut spinning. to black yeah. that is very much what that ending is because it's like Alan Wake sacrificed himself we did it we beat it evil and then Saga's calling to see if her daughter picks up and then they cut to black yeah. because don't he's like did we beat the evil and it's so meta and full of red herrings because there's also a constant back and forth 
is so Scratch is a doppelganger of Alan Wake, so you don't know who you're dealing with. Oh, there's such a there's such a cool moment where like Alan, like at the end of Act One, Alan comes out of the dark place and he's in the cop station and he's he's helping them all kind of piece together what's happening. And then there's a bit where Saga goes out back to the lake to investigate. And in one of those kind of end of chapter things where she's communicating through the void, and there's a sense of you don't know when, like from what period is she seeing Alan in the past, the present, or the future when she's seeing him through the haze of the dark place. there's a moment where the penny drops that the Alan that's in the police station isn't Alan. Yeah. It's Scratch. Okay. And it's her getting back yeah. before he's laid waste to the entire town. Because also, when you're in, when you're switching back and forth and you're playing as Alan, you also don't know, am I am I going back in time is to this do ha- this? Yeah, is this yeah. happening during the 13 years he was in the dark place before? Like, cause that's the assumption. Yeah. When you start playing as him, is this is all the stuff and the end of his arc will be him coming out of the lake when you saw him at the end of Act 1. And that, and that's but then you start to figure out this stuff has happened simultaneously. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's why I, I, I do like the ambiguity of the ending is because like that's what the game is. That's what the story is. It, it's, it's loops and it's ambiguity and it's red herrings and it's, it's, it's a story about art changing reality. And so you, how would you ever really know, yeah. you know, yeah, when that stopped? But I think that's, I think that's our, our and it's Alan Wake Corner. Yeah. Um, and I imagine, I mean, there's not much phenomenal. to do beyond, beyond phenomenal uh, uh, vote. Yeah, I mean... I was excited for this game, not because I loved Alan Wake 1, because I don't really like no, Alan, do I. Alan Wake 1. is not that good. Um, I was excited for this as the next thing Remedy did after Control, their next big thing. And I, I would go back and forth on whether this or Control is like their masterpiece. But the fact that you could have that conversation, I think, speaks to the strength of, yeah. of Alan Wake. Um, but yeah, I suppose we can just uh, um, go to a vote. Vote. So I'll go Alan Wake 2. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we're starting with Jack. Oh, sorry, Jack, go. Alan well, yeah, Wake 2. I mean, like, Spider-Man 2. I... Alan Wake 2. Yep. Alan Wake 2. Are we 30 suitors. Huh? It was 30 suitors? Yeah. Okay. okay. Best story of the year. All right. So then, best storytelling for 2023 is Alan Wake 2. Yay. Finally, we don't have a draw. <laughs> That's the greatest victory of all, I think. Do you know what? This will be the one category where Spider-Man will be top of the polls and marks. Uh, in terms, of, in terms of how still, many people still, have played it, yeah. we were talking about this off the air last night where it's like we, we don't know what these polls are going to be like because there's a lot of things that... There's a lot of things that I think that say in Alan Wake versus Spider-Man, more people have definitely played Spider-Man. Yeah. But the people who love Alan Wake. Yes. Love Alan Wake. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to see this one. So this is best storytelling. We'll read the poll. Um, we have got a, we go for a top four. Sure, why not? Okay, with 10% of the vote, Thirsty Suitors. Oh, so you're not completely hey, hey, out wow. to lunch. Yep, there we yeah, yeah. Yep. Vindicated slightly by the people. Third place, 13.3% of the vote, Spider-Man. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Wow. I thought that would have won in a, in a walk. Number two, 23.3% of the vote, Alan Wake 2. Wow. Baldur's Gate. Uh, what? Oh, it's, it is 30% be Gate. of the vote, Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Okay, so and we, everyone's mad at us. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm glad we do the listener poll because yeah, now yeah. Baldur's Gate has gotten, exactly, it's gotten yeah. its recognition the on the pod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I honestly thought if, if I would have put, I would have been out of a house, I would have put the mortgage on if we had deadlocked and gone to the poll, Spider-Man would have won. I'm actually really surprised at that. Yeah. I'm really I surprised. wonder does Alan Wake coming out so close to Game of the Year help? That I think, it's that, one I, I think the, Spider-Man as well also Yeah, the two of them from, are right at yeah, the end. Yeah. I think also I've thought about it, like, I think 
maybe not in this category. I'm not saying it would be in this category, but I'm, I think Tears of the Kingdom is going to suffer in a lot of people's voting because mm. it was so early. And a lot of the heavy hitters that we all have on the list were relatively late. Yeah. It's interesting, yeah. but it's just the way, it's the way time works, isn't it, lads? That's the it's way fucking, she goes. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Next up is the always friendly and very agreeable best looking category. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. Uh, previous winners in this category it's the funniest winner of all time in any category 2015 The Order 1886 you say that I generally think Overwatch being on here is funnier yeah uh, I mean like that is we say it every year the one thing we could always say with The Order 1886 and we said it the year it won <laughs> yeah. it fucking yeah. looked amazing good, good looking it's still a good looking game <laughs> yeah, yeah. it looks better than most games for, for now. the seven minutes that that game lasted yeah. it looked real good and you know yeah, it, would, s- it would hang on this year's list it looked that good and, and do you know what I say every year I'm going to play that thing this year you're not well it won't take it that long. the only thing is it won't take it that long no, it's like it's like it's, six hours but I also think it's still like 40 or 50 quid on the, the PlayStation I would store, not be surprised so. I think it's been on PS Plus a couple of times yeah. well I don't have it so. um, anyway that's 2015 2016 joint winners the, oh, the year of draws before the poll How, we shouldn't have let that happen someone should have just been polite and, and like, like Hyper Light Drifter win uh, Hyper Light Drifter is definitely better looking than that. Not, not a year of good looking games I don't yeah. think uh, Overwatch and Hyper Light Drifter 2016 2017 Absolutely, Clubhead, yep. Slam Dunk. Yep. 2018, Slam Dunk, Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah. 20, fucking rocks. 2019, Sayonara, Wild Hearts. Also rocks. Yes. Oh, yeah. 2020, Ghost of Tsushima. Good looking game. 2021, Resident Evil oh, Village. Game. So much. And 2022, Elden Ring. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I mean, we could have done better. <laughs> I can't Nothing. remember what was nominated last year <laughs> We looked it up last night when we were having dinner uh, I can't remember now, I've forgotten it But it certainly was video I, We did the token Gran Turismo nomination last year that oh, was yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing that sucks about that is like No one cares about Gran Turismo But it probably was the I best think it's like, yeah, 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 okay. As well, because like, we easily like in Depending on how we look at it like If someone had put Forza Motorsport on it this yeah. year It's like, well that, that probably, yeah, probably wins in a, yeah. in a like, way like there's some guys sat there like this is the greatest looking game ever. I'm at the absolute top of my profession, and we're like, nah, I'm not even top ten. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Okay, so our nominees for 2023: Alan Wake 2, Dordoin, El Paso Elsewhere, Hi-Fi Rush, The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, Little Gator Game, Pizza Tower, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Super Mario Wonder. So many styles. Here. Good looking games. We are returning to the wheel. My objective observer, you, uh, you independent keep an adjudicator. Eye on it's uh, Barry Murphy of Limerick today. You're fucking kidding me. Like, yeah, he's done it I, again. I have done oh, it again. I'm, I'm happy backwards. to roll again. No, no, the go on, go on. Okay, okay. Yeah. It so, all looked on the up bit. and up to me. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Just paid him off um, beforehand. Okay, it's me. <laughs> I absolutely um, take bribes for this. <laughs> right, so this is, a, this is a category where I don't think you can go in any direction without upsetting somebody. Yep. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to maybe go first for a game that I think I really like. I think in some ways it's one of the best looking games of the year, but there's one particular thing about where I'm like, oh, it's a bit rough. And I guess it's me and Mark are the ones that can talk about this one and this Dordoin. Where, Whoa. Yeah, because no, 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 what I'm going to say about it, it might not go now, might not go now. <laughs> that is like the but fucking best looking game on the list, probably. Played, I haven't played this game, but so I love, I'm not playing out of this no, no, one. No, 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 because I love the, I think, like, in terms of the environments and the watercolor nature and stuff like that, but I don't like 
3D models of the car- your character at all. I think they look. I don't think full. it looks. Go- I don't think it looks good at all. Oh, it, I think it looks really discordant Ooh, with the overall um, theme of the game. I think it like it. It is. It breaks that thing to me. I don't like it one bit. I like everything else about the game. I like. I love the environments. I love the objects. I love. This is even, the watercolor game, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. even the, like the design of like your kind of like your text and things like that. I love all of it. But if I were to pick of the games, I put and I put it on the list. So I'm oh, trying yeah, to go, I'm gonna go for something. Yeah. I'm trying to go for something first, not just to like because I everyone loves occasionally doing the cop out. I didn't play it play it, so I'm going for this right because I I could have done that and gone little gator game first, for example, right? Because I haven't played it. <laughs> yeah. I have no dog in the race. But I wanted to. I wanted to start off tough because this is a tough category. I think Dodo's a top three. I, I think Dodo in should be in the conversation of all the ends. It's wow, in good. terms of like if you look at all the other games on here, they do all very specific things. But yeah. I have never seen a game. Yeah, I'm actually Dave. So just to clarify here, are you talking about like just the 3D models themselves, or when the game kind of like? You, you, because for the first kind of part of the game or so, you're thinking that all right, this is like a 2D watercolor thing, mm-hmm. and then there's a moment where it shifts to the first time where you realize, wait, no, this is a 3D watercolor looking game. Yeah, it's mainly the it's mainly the first thing where I think just like I'm, I'm enjoying like going through watercolor, but I feel like I, I, it's right. just a, like I said, it's a little <laughs> bit discordant in an unpleasant way. You're kind of not ba- like I don't want to say it's a badly rendered 3d character moving through that space but it just feels like you stick out like a sore thumb in not a good way wandering through there i don't know what the solution to that problem is in a technical way i'm not saying i will proffer you a way you could have made the game better with the, the character modeling and things like that i just thought it was i am enjoying 80 to 90 percent of this design and there's your character right in the middle and i'm just like that's a bit fucking I mean, ugly if even, i'm honest even with that i think that 80 to 90 percent of that game still looks like it looks pretty good like, nice. yeah, no, it looks, it looks pretty great it. but again you're talking like again this is a list of there's this nothing on this game category. that doesn't look incredible I, there's I, a game on this which i like like uh, so i like dordoin a bunch but i've 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 mentioned my reservations with now there's a game on here that in terms of playing it i like a lot less but i would vote for a lot higher for the look Ter- yeah. That's going for a very specific look, and I don't think Dordoin hangs with that this at is, all. This is an insane category. There is no pick that we're not one of us is going to go. What? So yeah, like, I don't think I, 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 just, no, I did. I did because I think like well, I, that's what Barry was saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, no, but, no, no, I'm saying yeah. This, yeah. This, this, but yeah. There's yeah. about four or five on here. If they'd gone first, I'd be like. Okay, that is a really good looking game, but sure. But yeah, but unless you're talking eight or nine could go first, then like we might as well just get so, rid I mean, of it. So I mean, it seems now. like the last. We're not doing an ordered list. It's just one. I would be totally okay with that. No, no, but what I'd we be okay t- with like anything I, I know, on this, I only, honestly. I only know there's one. That, I also like the fact that we're on the first pick and we're fine. Great. Um, but <laughs> what we typically tend to do Strap is in, something might not win, but if we think it's like a top three contender, we like to keep it. We tend to keep yeah. it yeah. because we think that like. Hey, maybe we can. Like, it seems like Dordoin is staying. I yeah, okay. Have another yeah. point, Dave. Go on, pick another child. Okay, <laughs> so cool. Okay, here's the kingdom. Yeah, I, that was going to be yeah, mine. My first yeah. pick. Um, <laughs> I think it looks incredible. The switch is in this weird place yeah. where it's really some, old. Where some no, but let me let me tell you when something like Pokemon comes out and it runs like absolute garbage. We, we play with the kid gloves and say, well, it's the Switch and blah, blah, blah. And then Tears of the Kingdom comes out, which looks really good and performs 
better than Breath of the Wild. Like, do you know yep. what I mean? Yeah. But also, I similarly also think it gets uh, the kid gloves a little bit where it's held up as a. I didn't think this is one of the best looking games of the year. I don't think. I thought, like, it, I thought it was great, but I I, I'm, I not gonna, I'm not going to fight for it as hard. No, I think Octane is fair. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. The thing with, with like both Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, and, and this goes for like a lot of Nintendo games, is that they're just very smart with art direction. And they're very smart about like using those limitations to the, the maximum to get like the best out of it. Yeah. Yep. And sure, I'm sure if fucking like Zelda was on the PlayStation 5, it would have its ray tracing and it have fucking this and that or whatever. Excuse me. And I don't think it would actually make the game look visually no, that I mean, much it would better look now. Better, yeah. but it wouldn't really not night and day better. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think that you know, Tears of the Kingdom, it's a continuation of like a very specific art and Zelda games going back to like Wind Waker, like every iteration of it, you can see there's a very specific art direction they go for. They don't always successfully land, looks like Skyward Sword, but with Breath of the Wild, the first time you saw that, it's like, all right, that's just a Studio Ghibli film, but now it's a Zelda game. Cool, I'm all here for it. Tears of the Kingdom is a continuation of that. Um, I think there are certain things like, you know, I I think the way that the gloom uh, animates and looks Mm. uh, particularly has that kind of ethereal Just, menacing kind and, of in, in terms of that that come out, yeah. Yeah. and in terms of oh, like yeah. the yeah. in terms of the look of the game as well like the realization of its world is part of that and just being able to like continuously you can move from one of like up in the sky yep. all the way through the surface world into yep. a pit down it's, into the gloom yeah. in yeah. one continuous action yep. honestly that probably should have been a moment of like the and it's it's, yeah. it's one of those things where like you know the way you're talking about the um um, like the kid loves with Nintendo is like the perspective I've had on Tears of the Kingdom is like how did they do that yeah how did like I don't know how they pulled Breath of the Wild out on that thing at the time let alone pulling off something the scale and ambition of Tears of the Kingdom in a way that performs better than Breath of the yeah. Wild on a now six year old console I don't, I don't know if you heard Dave but uh, Nintendo are pretty good at video games pretty yeah. good they know I, their systems don't they like the difference like the Sky Islands feel different to the mm. overworld in the overworld there's like four or five different regions that will feel different when you're in them mm. you can identify them and then like you know the, the gloom and the darkness of what's what lies below the surface all look really really cool like there's a whole bit where there's like lava and like lava waterfalls coming around it and you have to wear the, the heat that suit and everything just feels radiant and like bacon it's yeah the, the visual style of this game i think is is excellent um it, again this is a tough category and also okay, as well, so which I, I don't think it gets mentioned with over these games just because of how much else is going on. I really like the, the UI in this game. I think mm-hmm. it has a really yeah. simple but intuitive UI. Because we I, I really what? like yeah. wait, did, I hate the UI. Did you, wait, wait, wait wow. did you did you tweak it to be the simplified UI? Because there is you, I don't even know where that setting is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so he has he must have the version of the UI with all the shit still on. Yeah, probably. Yeah, there is a there is a like a paired down where it's literally just the map and the heart. Thing. Isn't that pretty much? Isn't that ish yeah, that's yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's all that's left okay, on it, and okay. it's really small in the corner. I mean, this is a. This is, I don't even know if this really relates to best. Like, I suppose it kind of does. I, I in general, I this is true of Breath of the Wild. I hate the menus, and I hate. I just hate the. No, the, I, I think that all counts. I remember uh, yeah. one year we were talking about um the the Forza and how it, like it's probably the best looking game, but like the UI navigation it's completely is completely insane. Insane. Oh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think that counts. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's 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 yeah. That's well, a minor I mean, like thing, it, yeah. the the wording of on our sheet, the way we have best looking is any element of visual presentation yeah, that's so why I like this that category does count. because it's literally just best looking it's like yeah. whatever way yeah. you interpret that which which I love yeah, yeah. there's a reason you didn't put Baldur's speaking of menus you didn't put Baldur's Gate on here there's a lot of menus in that game <laughs> so many fucking right, menus but, you know. man mm-hmm. uh, right Marco 
Uh, I put it on. It's not winning. I think Little Gator game has a lot. I just, look, that fucking Little Gator and the way that it flops its arms it's around when it's in an idle emotion. Lots of hats. Yeah. Lots yeah. of hats. Sliding along on his little shield. Like all I love the, the little, little crepe paper constructions and the cardboard things are yeah, all really well done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, like everything about that game in the, in the, and UI included is there to fit a specific theme and it is 100% nailed, but it's not the best looking game of the year. No. So fair. But yeah. props to that game because that was that was like an early game from the I think it might have even been like that was December. December yeah it was um, but that thing stayed with me for the year in terms of when I thought about like what are the games I enjoyed the most this year and mm. games I enjoyed looking at the most uh, Little Gator game was always kind of top of the list for me so yeah yeah and yet you've still knifed that fucking Gator yeah <laughs> fuck that well thing. I mean <laughs> I like for dinner I can see that there's like a things. big old Gator biggest yeah <laughs> <laughs> You're more of a croc man. You always have been. Yeah. It's some gators. Uh, Jack. Yeah, it's tough now, isn't it? Already. Um, <laughs> oh, because it was so fucking easy when I did it. <laughs> you, should, you should have picked something else. Um, I guess. <laughs> should I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for proving my point. God is And that's why I'm picking Alan Wick. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> El Paso Elsewhere is probably the least... Uh, visually striking of the ones that are left on the list. I, I mean, oh, I so I, yeah, I, I had a we we I can't remember. I think it was in our group chat where I'm like, if you're talking about elements of visual presentation, right? It's not if we were doing the like the four as a Gran Turismo. It, this is absolutely bottom of the list. No, but there's no, a very specific but, reason. But what it for is that. is this is the most precision strike. We are going for a look. Style it parody. pulls off like, and I'm I'm not trying to do the door door thing again, but like. It, based on what you've written on the design doc for we want this game to look like none of these 10 hit the mark more accurately than El Paso I Ooh, I, would maybe disagree I, I disagree My, so here's the thing <laughs> one on that I'm not saying that that is, is, it is the best no because the problem is is that like in terms of like fitting a theme and a style and a tone it certainly gets there yeah. but I also think one of the problems with the game and I mentioned this within the last couple of weeks is that you can clearly tell this is a very small team that works mm. on that mm. because certainly within like the first, you know, 10 levels or so, you're like, I'm just doing the same level, but they've just kind of rearranged parts of the environment. And it's like, all right, this looked really cool for like the first three or four levels, but I'm just looking at the same fucking thing again. I've been looking at the same fucking enemy for like the last half an hour. You mm. need to mix it up for me. And I'm sure it does. I haven't played enough of it to know exactly it does, how. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Um, I think it runs into the issue of like a lot of kind of reusing of assets, which, hey, someone who's <laughs> making a game, that's not the worst thing to yeah, do. Yeah. But I do I, think- it also falls into the trap of like how much of it is small team and how much of it is like they're going for the thing where that was the thing. Well, you I know what I mean? Like still, it's, it's a thing where you can hide a lot of that. I, I, yeah. I don't even think like Max Payne runs it. I haven't played Max Payne in forever, but I feel like every level of that game looks at least distinguished enough from like you play the first like 10 levels of this and it's all in like a hotel lobby but sort also of thing. I, I, I want to defend it a little bit though and say like levels in this game are really short so 10 levels is like half an hour of playing the game like I, know, I, I still was playing for a, a good kind of two three hours and i was still Damn, like get good levels. what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what is that one like maybe, god is that maybe that's just me <laughs> um I w- one thing i will say about it, i think i said this to you guys already is that i it, it, I don't think it's literally doing this, but it has that, you know, when you, when you see someone do like a ray tracing mod on like Quake yeah, mm. and it looks sick as fuck. It's like the coolest ray tracing stuff is all on old games. This game kind of has that thing where it's got that PS2 aesthetic, but the lighting is insane. Yeah. Like all those yeah, red yeah. and green and purple lights all over the environment are so great. I, with all that said, I, I it probably can go because I mm. don't think, I don't think it's winning. And actually, yeah, the, I think it changes up the environments quite a lot. 
you are looking at kind of the same enemies the whole way kind of through. And I, I, I think, I think in this cutthroat category, it's not going to, it's not going to yeah, stay. Because so. I look at the other ones and I think there's originality or there's like insane technical prowess or like there's just insane style left. And this feels like a style parody rather than or like a style or pastiche pastiche mm. yeah a style tribute to a certain era and it's like a bit like last year what was the game the, the ps1 signalis signalis yeah <laughs> like would you look really cool again but it's like it's a it's a parody it's a style it's something that we've seen before redone but this and it, to, to win that it has to fucking like i mean do that if you're saying we need to vote off now because if it wins Mark will just be unconsolable <laughs> no, over Signalis <laughs> anything that is aping the PS2 era specifically is probably going to struggle the most to win this category because at least with like the PS1 it's, it's manufactured ugliness well yeah because like the PS1 <laughs> is like it's so early in that 3D life cycle that you it's got a particular like you look at it you're like that's a PS1 game but with that PS2 era it's like, it's the early enough kind of like of the, what we now consider like modern games yeah. that it just, I, you know, it, it's very, very difficult for that to ever win a category yeah, like this. I, you know? I also think like, I kind of said it there a minute ago, but like the more I think about it the more, now, the more is like, if you have a small team, it's fucking genius to go for that as an yeah. aesthetic because yeah. it, can, it can hide so many yeah. things that limit you as a small team to go yeah. for something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, the, it, the, it can go. The jank is planned, jank. Uh-huh. Uh, right, Barry. Oh, God, it's literally like picking which fight do I want to have. Um, oh, I know which one you want to have. I don't think you do. Um, oh, I thought I did. <laughs> I honestly don't know which one of these I want to go for, because there's one There's one jumping out at me, and I feel like there's going to be protests, but you will eventually see my... You will eventually come to her. Okay, I do know what he's going to say. Come, Barry, let's do it. It's Mario Wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I will say about Mario Wonder is that when it came out, it got a lot of plaudits for going back to the drawing board on the aesthetics and the music, which I think is absolutely there. And the gameplay, obviously, which is, which is phenomenal. And I do appreciate that they went back and they, they redid all their audio and they redid a lot of their visual elements. And they're not, I'm certainly not saying they're bad, but I kind of, I don't think it looks or sounds that good. Like as good as the best Mario stuff. I, I, I think, no, I think no, it I, looks great. I think the stuff, like the Wonder Seed stuff, they're all so well thought out yes. and it feels handcrafted in a way yes, that a lot yeah. of games don't. And um, I love that about it. I think some of the very little touches that they didn't have to put in, like something we talked about when Mario Wonder came out is like the cha- the slight changes in Mario's facial animation yes, when yeah. he's walking, running, and when he bursts into top speed like, and he yeah. like, just screws his or face like, below when he it, runs. A Goomba will react to you if it sees you come in with his face. That is if, so, it see, yeah. if it sees you come in as like Elephant Mario, it's yeah. like, oh my fucking God. That, that, is, that is for me fundamentally like about this game. Because if you go back and you look at new Super Mario Brothers, either of them, yep. they're very sterile. There's yes. not a lot of personality yeah. to them. And this is the thing. Like, you look at Mario Wonder and, and, and new Super Mario Brothers, if you look like a still image of them, you can see minor things about, like, the UI and the fact that Mario's, like, kind of, like, slightly facing at a different angle, which is, like, the first thing you immediately spot. Mm. But when you start, like, actually moving and you look around... It's all the small. It touches. feels alive. It feels alive. Yeah. There's so much more personality I, to I, it. I think we've all been. That for me, is the biggest. We've thing all about been it. Mario maker to death as well, right? Where yeah. we we know what all the Mario assets look like. Yes. We built yeah. stuff. We've had this like DNA of what a Mario platformer should look like. And then here's this thing that comes along and just gives everything this little flourish. Yeah. These little design details that just make it feel like a living, breathing, silly platform world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, does it? 
beat some yeah, of the yeah. games left. You're just like, it you, probably you, does. You finish later, like, that's fucking Mario. Because you fucking nailed Again, it. Again, like, you know, the, I keep going back to the level where you play as a Goomba and like the fucking, the animation of the cats and how big they open their mouths. Yep. Yeah. And like the Goombas when they like, oh fuck, what's yeah. about to yeah. happen? Yeah. It's all those little things. Like with the King Boo, when he's singing and he's like an op- operatic thing and that whole fucking nonsense. And it's one of those mm-hmm. games where you, you play a level and you have to play it again not because like you missed like something that you needed to collect, but because you probably missed something that like the game was showing. Yeah. You know, when you do like the second level with the piranha plants, like there's a couple Barry's of them favorite that you, level. Yeah. You, you generally have to play it once or twice because you miss like where some of them are and what they're doing. And like, they have kind of slightly different movements. Um, it's, it's packed with loads of little touches like but, that. And yeah. that's the thing about it that I think it really holds yeah. its hat to. But that said, like, do I think it wins no, no. no. it won't win no. I do I, I want more games that whenever you pick something up or do something you get a little awesome or yep. cool yep. Yep. you know I want those small wonderful bits of wonderful wonderful and yeah. I love I love that little plant guy he's uh, great and also like the best thing about it is to me Elephant Mario I love that stupid <laughs> great. fucking expression stupid chunky bitch face. he's just so <laughs> I just love how like bulbous and like just yeah everything about his way he waddles around moment and, of the year should have been that video Nintendo put out of Bowser like going crazy for elephant peach like yeah. that marketing oh, video yeah. have you seen this where he yeah. brings yeah. the flower yeah. and then she takes the elephant thing and he goes <laughs> <laughs> that was it right the inch pipe or something or right the inch something something, something along those lines we've had a quite, quite a year for suggestive like because did we all get our 19 inches of venom oh, oh, I did yeah, you yeah, got yeah. your 19 inches of venom it's in my studio back yeah. home yep. that's right yeah oh. What a uh, game. Yeah. I can't wait for uh, Elephant Mario in the next Mario Kart game. Like a super heavy oh, Yeah, like a Wario class, but bigger. Um, okay, it's All me. Right, Dave. Pff, Fuck luck. me. Good luck. Right, I guess of the ones here... Um, Again, I've I've actually we're down down to all ones I've played, which is good. It makes me a little bit more comfortable, but a little bit more hesitant to cut anything. But I look realistically at where the biggest fights are going to be. And I maybe go for Star Wars. I think that's fair. I think it looks really good, uh, but I was way more kind of, I think I was way more blown away with how the first one looked, if you get me, because it was like, Mm. holy shit, that's a good looking Star Wars game. Whereas like Jedi Survivor is like, they've sharpened up everything that looked good about the last game. It didn't hit me for six with new levels. It's the same issue with Tears of the Kingdom. Like you're always going to have these issues with sequels. I think think Jedi Survivor could have been a technical showpiece fucking launch on fire which it did yeah, yeah, I gave the game like four months after release and it was still not not functioning perfectly is that just uh, like performance issues massive performance issues like, stuttering yeah, yeah. And, oh wow and, okay. and so, now, yeah, now, like it, its quality is really good but but the performance is not great and I feel like <laughs> the frame rate is one not that they're <laughs> not that they're the exact same because they're not but I feel like Star Wars and Spider-Man are kind of playing to the same strengths, but Spider-Man is. Yeah. Spider-Man is a next-gen <laughs> show. Yeah, Spider-Man like, manages to do it without setting your console ablaze. Yeah. And I guess that's even more impressive with Spider-Man because not having played um, uh, the Star Wars game, but that's like you're loading into different environments, right? Yeah. Where, you know, New York is just, it's just it's New just York. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that that game, which is still based off of the previous one, which had most of New York already in there, yeah. but does add extra bits and mm. pieces. The way, and, and we've spoken about Spider-Man in just terms of like, what a technical showcase that thing is. Um, for that game to run as quickly as it does for that much of the world to be open is is really, I I don't think enough plaudits have been thrown at that thing to run as well as it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So for the fact that like Jedi Survivor has performance issues for, you know, like small, which small isn't, which I, areas, I guess you know? like as much as it is, you're nitpicking at this point, it is an element of visual. Hey, you're having to look at that thing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I would say this, is, this is a great looking video game when it fucking I, works. I, I would say that I think the fucking like the, the regions, like the areas they designed, like Coruscant, like the sort yeah. of midnight you city are, feel to it. It looks, and you want to talk about the opposite great. of Starfield yeah. where like every oh, planet God, in Star yeah. Wars oh feels God, like yeah. a different yeah. planet. Like, and again, like the, the fucking game rocks. I don't want anyone to think, I don't think yeah. it doesn't. And it's like it's one of my Christmas period. I'm getting back to that game and beating oh, yeah, it because well, those actually. games are so good. Um, yeah. But it just like I'm looking at the other five that's left and short yeah. of going back to the well. <laughs> on third it, also, it also designs Star Wars monsters really well, yeah. like the big frog yeah. bastards yeah. and you know. All of, all of the characters, like the side characters, are designed really well. They just, have their own unique. Something as simple as just blueprint. like the flow of your lightsaber uh, in combat all of the, yeah, is all just of the combat so. Effects are fucking awesome. Yeah, I didn't really have as many of the performance issues as anyone else. Um, I don't know if there's something I'd done in my menu or something. What are you playing on? PS5. Okay, really? Yeah. Okay, I was on Series yeah. S. I was on PS5. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a frame rate thing that I did, and I, I don't. I don't know. But well, do um, you not have Game Pass? I, I do have Game Pass. Because it yeah. came out free day one on Game Pass. No, it didn't. What are you talking about? No. No, I don't. No, 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 no. Can I bias? Because I've played yes. it. You bought it. You bought it. You must have bought it. Because yeah. there was, I think wow. in one of those leaked emails, there was something about they were they were going to pay a farcical yeah. amount of money for yeah. me. Yeah, 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 if it was on Game Pass, I would have played I it. I genuinely don't yeah. remember paying for it. Well, someone got, some, someone like, got some money out of you yeah, at some yeah. stage. Then it's, like, then it's only the second game I've ever paid for on that Xbox. Feel privileged, Star Wars. Yeah. I just Everything does look really good, but like you say, there's a couple of things on here that are the next gen feel and they oh, and Lord. they do the next gen feel slightly better just yeah ever yeah. so slightly but well this category my yeah, God. It's, it's getting tough now um okay so uh with that said mark mark there he is oh boy <sighs> yeah i do really like this i think i've got at least two things on here that i'm way more into and and there's two things that I'm I'm not gonna go for yet. So I'll see. I'll read the temperature of the room and see how we go for it. But maybe High Fire Rush goes here. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm Ooh. glad it made it this long. But yeah, I'm actually surprised I think, by this. I think it looks cool. It looks it's oh, so it, colorful yeah. and vibrant. Yeah. It's yeah. so. Is it the nice. best cel shaded game? Yeah, ever? maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, look what that cell damage. Yeah, <laughs> like I would watch a cartoon of this. Oh, the way, for sure. I mean, yeah. you did when you played it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, it looks yeah. like. It was yeah. that good. Like, it's just it's so many things. Like the 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 fact that like all the whole world is like moving in rhythm with the song. Yep. That in itself is like such a like just a perfect kind of visual cue for like okay when am I meant to be hitting on the, the beat? The clicks and clacks of the factory parts in the background, yeah, that yeah. conveyor belts and weird stuff happening. Mm. It's a gr- just great level like if design. If you just took a screenshot from anywhere in this game at any point, you would be able to pick out like that thing's happening over there, that's over there, this is happening with your character on the screen, and it yeah. just aside from looking like this beautiful cell shaded insane animated thing and it's yeah. it's a fucking technical marvel this thing that they because i, to pull this I was really like thinking about whether i wanted to uh vote for uh bomb rush cyberfunk as well because they're you know they're obviously both <laughs> like sending is a bomb rush cyberfunk they're both uh, like, cell shaded game. games and obviously i <laughs> you, this is a, a much bigger team than um the the cyberfunk game so but like it's just you know it's it's that cel shaded thing but it's up to the next it's level you know, it's like right let's take 
this kind of thing that has been forgotten about for about 20 years, dust it off and mm. put it through like a prism of like 2023 yeah. game design and, and production. And there really isn't any issues. Like I, I can't come, come to this and say, I want to pick this one because there's some part of it that I don't think works better. No, the boss designs are incredible. The level design is incredible. I was going to say the character design. Yeah, the character so designs. Good. Like, like if, know, if this game was a bigger hit, which I don't, unfortunately I don't really think it was, I mean, I could, like, you could totally see them merchandising like peppermint action figures. Oh, All sorry. the bosses? Oh my 808. God. Like, yeah. 808. Come yeah, on now. Absolutely. You know, I like, think um, as well, this is another one that came out. I mean, this may have been the first it was big game I played. It was, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. And, and it was a shadow dropped. Just yeah. like, here, here you go. Tango. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember playing it like a bunch when it came out and then a bunch before we, we did um, one of our podcasts and just remember thinking like, fuck me, like if this is going to be 2023, 2023 is going to rock so hard. For and, it yeah. <laughs> and it is. It did. It was like great. It's going off fifth. Like it's, yeah, it's a it's strong year. Fifth. It could be a top two in any year, I think. Yeah. Um, um, previous. Yeah, it definitely would have swept up versus yeah. uh, Overwatch and Hyper Light Drifter. I love Hyper Light Drifter. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm so thankful I did the math in my head and I won't get, I won't have to cut anything um, again in this round. So, Jack. Oh, God, I, I need to go to the toilet. So, I'm not just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 boy. Um, holy shit. Yeah, this is tough. So, we go the four that are left are so, Alan, Alan Wake 2, Dordoin, Pizza, Pizza Tower, Tower, Marvel Spider Man 2. Oh, man. Fuck. Yeah. And, um, this is one of the toughest years we've had. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Think. Two real stylistic I, pieces can, and then two real technical games. Can I also say, uh, like, we didn't throw it on and I'm not throwing on an audible, don't worry, I'm not Ooh. fucking up. But, like, the fact that these 10 are so strong that Mortal Kombat 1 didn't make it. Yeah. Mm. Mortal Kombat 1 l- looks, looks incredible. fucking incredible. Yeah. Like, I, I just sit on the menus and look at the shit look going on in the background yeah, in the menus so like that's good. how good it is I, I don't think it w- certainly won't win this but I think like some of the character design of Lies of P I think some of the environmental uh, yeah. like areas Lies yeah, of P in terms of like again what, oh what an insane looking game Blasphemous. oh my god just a sick fucking two, two games so good. Good. two games as well that like maybe they don't win but in terms of that whole thing we were saying earlier of like having a design doc that you're going for an aesthetic and just pulling it off to a fault like those games absolutely deserve a mention yeah. Here, but uh, just to buy Jack a little bit of time there. <laughs> yeah, buy Jack some minutes there. Oh, <laughs> While god. he tries to sneak out, join the French Foreign Legion. Oh god damn. Um, like the two things that I would potentially, um, I think, I think now is probably the time to have the discussion about Pizza Tower, Mark. I mean, it depends if you want me and Barry to 3D you through this table. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about, the thing oh, about Pizza Tower is, and it's, it again, it's, it's the thing about... It's nailed. It's nailed it's what it's going for. Yep. Yep. And it's fucking amazing. My thing, like, my thing on it is, and I won't stand in the way of it going further or going now. Like, I would personally, like, I'd be fine with it going now, but I'd also be... No, but I'm not... I'm not, like... Yeah, I'm, I'm not suggesting yeah, this yeah, to game yeah. to go yeah. now, but uh, I just say my personal mileage for that art style as well as it's executed is very low. Yeah, I was. Gonna, I, I think actually, I, I, it, 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 it'll come up later. But I also fundamentally don't enjoy playing it. I think, I think, true to the source that inspired it, you know, kind of nineties era Nickelodeon. I yep. do actually feel that some people will just look at it and just be repulsed yeah. and just not yeah. enjoy yeah. looking at it, which. Is the, the point? A is the bit, point? Yeah. But also, if someone says, "Well, I just don't like looking at," it, I think that's totally yeah. fair. But I love it. I love the way it looks. I love. I think we've talked about this, Mark. The 
the again the sort of Nickelodeon style like the title cards for each level oh, are so just... I howled when you start one mission and one of those pops up and the level's just called oh shit and it's just <laughs> like it's so so good like the war title screen like I would buy a little coffee table book of just those level yeah. uh, title screens um, yeah it's it's Ren and Stimpy by way of MS Paint with a bit of like parallel universe Nintendo characters in there uh, Every single inch of the game into visually screams with personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I was just saying about like with Wanda, where you play a level like twice or three times because you miss stuff, it's this, but like ramped up by 10 because everything on the, on the screen is either like trying to attack you or is moving or you've got like, there's a little TV in the corner with um, Pepino. Oh yeah. And depending on what you're doing, he's either like fucking, cause he's like a, he's just this, weird anxious wreck of like a kind of Wario copy copycat clone who's a, a you know pizza chef and like sometimes he's like in kind of super buff mode then that kind of like Squidward meme or sometimes he's just like kind of cowering in his hands like Neon White's just been rejected for <laughs> <best music. Yeah. laughs> And like on top of all of that, you've got like all of the different, like uh, each level has its own ability. So you have like the different kind of like uh, animations that come with that. You have, um, is it Gustav and and, like the rat that you play as? The rat thing, yeah. And and their designs. And it's just, and I've said it before that it's just the most jankiest, intentionally jankiest looking thing I think I've ever played. And I love every single second of what this thing looks like. And it just... Going for a thing, sticking to it, having no kind of like concerns about like, oh, maybe this looks a little bit too rough around the edges. Just no fucking full tilt. I think to, again, like just what I'm thinking now is like, we kind of mentioned that we have two unbelievably like graphical powerhouses versus two very deliberate, narrow, stylistic targeted strikes mm. yep. and I think of those two attempts to capture a vibe even though I like this art style less personally I would have it hang longer because I think it's I think it's a better execution even if it's an art style I don't like as much personally okay I, think I would be happier to see Dordoin go than Pizza Tower I, I, even I, if I, I don't have, like Pizza Tower as much Pizza Tower Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do- Dordoin, like, but to- but it's not because I like Dordoin less because I yeah. think Dordoin. No, no, yeah, like to I, me, to me, like, I, 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 like I said, I could happily have Dordoin win this. Yeah, I, think I it, could, I could as well. Because of the way it looks, like, yeah. and the originality of that. Now you remember when, like, I played it and I spoke about it on the podcast. Yeah. And, well, like, I was, you know? and I started looking at it at the time when you were talking about it, and I was like, does it actually like are these screenshots or does <laughs> this actually? I, I did, I did appreciate the uh, the freshness of like we'd been talking about it for like you would mention. I can't remember how long ago you mentioned it on the podcast the first time and I downloaded it and had it sitting there for ages so I'd been familiar with Dordoin for ages and then when the nominations came out listening to the break go what the fuck is Dordoin I couldn't even, I couldn't even <laughs> read the name I hadn't even heard of it you know um, uh, what it is is a lovely little city uh, in France in the, that's what happened it's when one of those, did, I, like, wait what it's one of those I think maybe suffered from the like much as we love it in terms of our value for money when Big old Philly Spence shuffles 12 games yeah. out this week on totally. Game Pass. Yeah. It's, it's a classic game that gets lost. Kind of like heavy Ju- hitters like um, Lies of P on there and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like Jusson uh, suffered from it's that as well. from that as well, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. So where are we landing on this? We keep I think we're getting, we're getting rid of Dordoin. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, I think I'm the only one I mean, that look, wants to keep it on the list. Because here's the thing. We're probably going to whittle this down to like one as a technical showpiece and one as That's what we usually end up on. Yeah. Um, and I think that me and Barry are probably higher on, well, I think three of us are higher on Pizza Tower yeah. over Door Doyne at this point. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're coming down to Alan Wake, Pizza Tower and Spider-Man. And yeah. it's you to cut the last game. And it's game. me. Um, I nearly erased Pizza Terror. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I was gonna get like, shit thrown I at me. Yeah, yeah. With this. I know oh, yeah. I heard there a while ago. <laughs> These are three excellent games that I played to completion and loved. So I have to put a bullet in one of them. Um I mean there is no non-fight to be had here. Um any three of these could win. I honestly wouldn't mind. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I will just go with what my gut is telling me. Um, uh, even though I'm trying to fight it, I'm going to just puke. Um, of the three of these, I would cut Spider-Man. Um, mm. I think, because it's funny, we've kind of been alluding to, you know, Pizza Tower as the, you know, we do Pizza Tower as the phenomenal art direction game and Alan Wake 2 as the technical showpiece. I would push it's back awesome. against that and say that Alan Wake and Spider-Man are both doing technical showpiece. Alan Wake it's also doing has art. one of the most phenomenal art directions ever. Uh, like, a, like, ever, like, ever, like, ever. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I, even I'm getting bored of cutting promos on Alan Wake at this stage, so I, I apologize, <laughs> yeah, man. So there's another boring. one coming for Alan Wake 2 on visuals, but I will say Spider-Man has a couple of issues, which we actually all talked about, which would be the Peter Parker face, the MJ face. The MJ face uh, is worse. The MJ the face is pretty... The, the MJ face was, isn't nearly as bad as the face I make having to play MJ no, levels, I mean, we'll but we'll talk about that later. We'll get to that later. Um, the, the, I will, this is splitting hairs. Spider-Man haters over that. This is splitting hairs because these are, these are like... These are, Spider-Man 2 looks phenomenal. It looks absolutely phenomenal. I won't really... I, 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 won't, be, I won't belabor the, the promo on Spider-Man 2 because I don't think there's that much. It's literally a case of I look at these three and that one would be my third of the, these three. Yeah, yeah I'm the, the same. The difficulty as well is I think what Alan Wake does because so much of it is sort of condensed within the environments that you're doing it kind of probably makes it easier for them to go we can just be a bit more insular and like a bit yeah. more detailed yeah. whereas this not only is a massive fucking city-wide game like the first one but then they add basically the same on again, again yeah. and all of but, the areas do feel like they have their personality and they're distinct from yeah. each other but I guess again like we're not like awarding bonus points for scale because it's an Irish I category. I mean, I think you could... I, I would acknowledge it, though. We acknowledge it. Yeah. Acknowledge it, yeah, yeah, acknowledge it for sure. But I don't think it's the thing boring. that separates... If I, could, if I could also go for a... No, and it, these are because, all nitpicks. I would also say, like, I don't. I didn't really like the fire cult enemy designs. They didn't blow me away. Yeah. I won't go back into the symbiotes, but I didn't like their designs either. A little purple venom. I thought the yeah. symbiote things and the nest and everything looked so cool, man. Really? I was like... They look like... There's been so many other games that have done that like hey, Shadows look, we know you're Spider-Man haters it's alright you I can come out and say it you put it's so Spider-Man it's so funny that Barry's been backed into the, the person <laughs> who has buried Venom Spider-Man yeah, yeah. like you know there's like people who've been watching your streams that are going to be listening to this like what, what the fuck what happened is, what, yeah. what, 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 he sold us out where is he, he with his great power he is having no responsibility it's outrageous <laughs> he's, um, he's like a Doug Uncle Ben up and killed him again <laughs> 
pile drive him. I, I will say this for Spider-Man as well, is that like, and, and partially I think the problem here is again, it's like, well, all of this is we've already had for two games now, but I still continue to be impressed by just how fluid the animation and how yeah. dynamic the animation is. Because like, you know, all of these games are based off of the Arkham combat system effectively. But you go back and play Arkham Asylum and... Everything is still there in terms of the nebulous, but it's obviously just way fucking slower yeah. and way less in terms of like spectacle. And Spider-Man takes that core concept. And, you know, I remember the first time I played like the first Spider-Man and just how dynamic like the movement was going between one enemy to the other and you'd ping pong yeah. back and forth across an environment. And it never felt that like you were canceling an animation to start the next one. It was just one fluid motion. And I still playing Spider-Man 2 would like just going through some of those set pieces and particularly, you know, again, the portal section, you take, you know, the, the, the selling point of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, make it better and then add that Spider-Man combat system on top. And it's just like, we, it's a real fucking we, we, piece we, of crap. We said it, we said it um, when we were talking about Spider-Man when it came out. But like, I just get this feeling in hindsight that like Ratchet and Clank was sent out to die so they could figure out the stuff for Spider-Man <laughs> to make a better game. The, um, yeah. One of the things I like. Figure out portals and we'll come back to you. I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if you guys like played through it, but I absolutely loved all of the imagery of all of the Mysterio stuff. Yes. The Mysteriums. So yeah. And then the final, I think the Mysterio. I liked the imagery oh, the more than I liked playing them. Same. Yeah. yeah. I loved the Mysterio. I loved it all. I, 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 I thought they were really cool. And, and that final mission is great. We, and the, the yeah. snow globe? Oh, oh my God. The, yeah, yeah, the, the final mission is unbelievable. Yeah. The final mission yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, it's so like cool. Like you said, that game could have had a moments category all its own. Oh, it def- really definitely. Yeah, and I just think, yeah, most of the environments for like the boss fights and the scale of it just feel really really epic in a way that first Sandman fight we, we haven't even spoken about well, that yeah. was that was the last thing to cut, be cut for yeah. a moment that of the year that was the last second yeah. one for sure but it's and, great and when you and are, that's the like is that the we're back moment of the year oh, oh yeah. 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 yeah you are fucking pinging through no, and, and you just see this giant mass just getting bigger and bigger and you're like I have to confront this now what the yeah, hell yeah. And, and it looks incredible and the, the one of my favourite like you know, he talks about menus and UIs and transitions. The transition from when you click the fast travel button to just immediately swing in yeah. Yeah. and then you have control again is I did, so cool. I did notice it's, it's funny when I started doing fast travel more. So, like, I, to, to be able to talk about it to the extent I want to talk about some of my misgivings with it later, I, I have platinumed it now. Yeah. Right. Um, so I want to make sure I played absolutely everything before I start giving out about anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... I like I noticed that like I was trying to say like, where are they cheating where are they trying to cut corners <laughs> yeah, on this right yeah, yeah. and the only thing I could find is that when you hold down the fast travel button sometimes the game moves you yeah it moves the cursor to oh, where yeah, it yeah, is yeah. a slightly yeah. more convenient loading point there is technically a set amount of fast travel spots but like yes yeah thousands but it, they it, are it, a safe it moves collection. you to a street so like it always like lock you if unless it's like a park or something it, the, the very slight movement is to a street it, so that when you or swing a street in, they have run it because it will move you from one yeah. street to another sometimes Be- but, but because so when you swing you are swinging forward yeah, yeah, with yeah. momentum because if they just drop you on the top of a building and you had nothing to swing off you would just land but on the top always, of the building I feel like though, sometimes that you, would be you, really funny I feel like sometimes you because <laughs> I have my favourite suit as well Sorry? I feels like sometimes you come in on your wingsuit yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do like as but well. Always in the gullies <laughs> yeah, yeah, of yeah, the yeah, buildings. Yeah. One of my, uh, my favourite trophies on the game is uh, to, like... <laughs> 
press the button to do a trick and then just Fuck fall and hit, yeah. hit the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I did, I did that without realizing it was a trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, with the, the flip side of all of that, MJ's face. Yeah. Peter, Peter's face. Peter's face. Yeah. I think MJ is worse. Yeah, MJ is worse. Yeah. And it's yeah. not so hey, much that Peter M- is funny. Yeah. <laughs> Peter is funny. It, it, I think we, we go on about Peter because Peter's in more of the game. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? But uh, th- to me, it's not even so much the MJ cutscenes. It's like her little picture in the bottom right when she's on the phone to yeah, Peter. Yeah. It looks like... <laughs> It's just like a rictus, horrendous, Joker-esque. You remember that movie Smile that came yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what she kind of looks like in that. That movie's class, yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah, it is yeah, great. Like, this is, these are the very few things that I don't like about the game. But like when we're now with three we're now games, really we're in the final three. Yeah. I guess, I guess we, we, we do Alan Wake and then we have an elbow figure out what happens after yeah. that, I guess. I mean, yeah. you've already started. So yeah, I mean, you've got five minutes. Go. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep it brief. I will say that, so obviously, it, like Spider-Man, it is a, a visual showpiece. I mean, I remember messaging you when I was early in the game and I was like, this, these facial animations are fucking insane. They yeah, are, yeah. They're, they're opposite of MJ face. Like the first time you meet Artie from Control and he's like this real character. His Some in storytelling like, we didn't even talk about is Artie. Oh, yeah, you're like, you still haven't figured out from Control is this like, it feels like such a weird thing to say for you guys who weren't like in, in and control, but Artie is like a trans-dimensional janitor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And he's, but he's, when he's his facial animations are some of the most incredibly intricate I've ever seen, and I don't even know if that's a real person doing mocap or is it? I think it is. Yeah. So they've, they've, they've got that insane, and it's so important that they nail that stuff because they are doing, they are tripling down on FMV. So like your character models are are seamlessly flicking back and forth with FMV. They have to look amazing, and they do look amazing. Um, Yeah, I think this is a real. It's funny because I remember thinking about this going. I was looking at it going, is this unreal? Five. They make their own engine, so it's yeah, not, yeah. but it looks like one of those kind of bleeding edge. Like we're on the the cusp of like this is the the because the, the, they do the thing with the layering over the FMV, where sometimes they layer FMV face over CG face, yes. and it's unbelievable. The the, 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 the near, profiling you describing earlier with with Saga, where she's like having telepathy. That is her character model sitting down and there's like an fmv behind her of the character she's interacting with and it's just so seamless uh, uh seamlessly done also um uh, they do a lot of really interesting things in those segments where alan and and saga are overlapping somewhat that you'll be saga running through this like flooded hallway and they'll they'll they won't just put fmv over it they will kind of put fmv on the environment so you're seeing one of like alan's locations you're walking through it as saga but it's actually just it's a very yeah. very skillfully overlaid one, video one, one of the things it does as well that i love because two uh of my favorite games uh of the last like 10 15 years do it bioshock infinite and control do it where the deeper you go into the game and the more the game has its effects on you the more the world outside your playable character starts to reflect that not so much in the dark place but in the outside like when you go from when you start out off in the town to moving out to places like um where like you talk about Artie when you go to the little town outside the town yeah and you're interviewing people and all of a sudden you you haven't met Artie yet but you come to this cafe where there's a band called Artie and the janitors and, the janitors. and it's him doing like a sweet karaoke number on the really stage good. but yeah. like as you're getting through there and then you go to the next place the trailer park and then you go to the next place which is coffee world and you go to the next place which is the old folks home there's this darkening and degradation of the world yeah. that is just like it's it feels like you are being enveloped in this darkness yeah uh, as you go through it uh kind of like those other games that i think is really like it's just an unbelievable piece of art direction like when you get to 
and then when you cycle back round to the town, they haven't done a whole lot to the town, but it feels like you're seeing it through an entirely different context because of everything you've been yeah. through when you get to that point. And that's before you even go to optional areas, which are super fucked up and cool looking, like yeah. the lighthouse, which you you don't have to ever go to the lighthouse in the game. And it's only if you're really looking around and the lighthouse is fucking class as well. The, the, the one thing as well, this game, I think one, one aspect of it that I think is a teensy bit underrated. It's, it's not as good in this department as Spider-Man, but it is, this is a fast loading game, not quite on the level of Spider-Man's fast travel but alan's main mechanic in the dark place is that he's going to all these locations and what he's doing he uh in place of saga's mind place where she does all her detective you know deducing he has a writer's room and so his main mechanic is you go into this uh, foyer of the cinema and you're trying to navigate through it but there's a corridor blocked so you go into his writer's room and you have a set of uh, terms you can apply to locations like missing thematic FBI, terms thematic ideas missing fbi agent a or cult operates here. Phases, phases in the manuscript where a scene takes place here. So you might have, um, yeah, you might, you might have yeah. like the first time you encounter it, the theme in the cinema is investigation. And then later on you unlock that you can now look at every room in the level under the lens of the murder ritual. The murder ritual, right. And so you, it, you go into the writer's room, you, you, you enter this, this foyer and your block, your package is blocked. Pop open your menu, apply a uh, murder ritual. They overlay some FMV of Alan typing and then Spider-Man S two seconds, the entire right in front of your face, the entire layout of the level changes. The level, they've, the they've hostility. Drenched it in blood. They've got like sacrificial things all over the place and they've rearranged the geometry. So now, oh, because the cult were here doing rituals, they moved shit around. So I can now go into that room and investigate this area. Then you go into that area and you find and you learn of the concept of there's a missing FBI agent. Yeah. Go back into that same room, apply that like concept the, to the room, and again it'll like the that right for incredible mind bending cool. level of, of like design where they've essentially de- in Alan's every chapter, they've designed pretty much every room Alan can visit about four times yes. over. Yeah. And the only way I can think that they transition so quick is those four are sitting on top of each they other somehow. Something like that. And yeah. the quick switch between them, because you also can switch between, like, you unlock up to four yeah. is usually the maximum. So you can switch between any four of them in any order. It's not like it can hide loads behind, okay, we know Barry's going to pick the murder ritual next, because that's the only other option. There's, like, four options. You can go for any, and it is, like, a two-second well, and the just, entire yeah, room. It's, it's yeah. just a scene that they just and the think the switch in the environment is super fast. The other thing that I think is kind of under discussed in how impressive this game is, is that the mind place in the writer's room, those, so those are effectively oh, yeah. menus, but they're manifested as real places. So you press the touchpad on the PS5 and you're and in it went to your mind place, but that's a separate room. So you're just, your character, you don't go into a pause menu to apply this concept. You go into a separate room where you apply a concept and you're moving you around and that room then it's also like, changes it's not like, like a separate room where you're standing completely still and pressing buttons to go to like it's it's a room where you are physically moving around and interacting with stuff and is, then yeah you hit circle and you're back, back. there it is it's, it is an insane like like uh, technical beast yeah. I mean, and then really you've is, already talked about like it's one of the best art directed games I've yeah. ever played I mean it's 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 and obviously like we we've talked about how fucking scary it is. Yeah. Like you're going through an old folks' home. That enemy the that they did you there, man. where it's basically instead of having legs, it's just basically it's a floating two upper halves of an old lady. And instead of legs, she just has a mirror image of her. She's got like six arms. It's absolutely terrifying. It's like she's drowning you know? in herself. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like it's, that's it's insane. Um, so yeah, look, Alan Wake is is the, uh, the visual design as well. Of look, just the standard enemies that are like shifting between realities. That there's like this kind of mist around yeah. them. You know what I mean? 
which is something they really like uh, they just a lot of weird aura effects and control that they've brought over yeah, yeah, to this the, the one hiss, like, it's, it's, sim- it's a it's similar, very similar kind, to that but it's, um, it's again better realised I think um, and if you like if you like Max Payne aesthetics some of the early Alan Wake stuff where you're walking around with Sam Lake in like neon drenched shithole alleyways and it's pissing rain and it's just so so great those alleyways shift as well with the clicker yes like you you mentioned the clicker yesterday um, in the first part where like it's another kind of tool where changing the light source in the room completely changes the pathways oh, and what's yeah. in there. This is, this is why I'm, I'm making the Spider-Man comparison because it is, because some of the... And that's instant. The fast loading in this in this game is insane because not only do you have the... He can change the concept of a room thing. There's also he, one of his other main puzzle mechanics. It's also, it strikes me as something that would probably do really well in, in a Zelda game is he can grab a light from a light bulb and put it's it in the fucking, It's the Dumbledore put-outer. Yeah, like, that's yeah. the only... That's all I can but think similar of. to the typing, when you when you move a light source from one location to the other, it also physically changes the location. Actually, it's somehow even quicker. And it's somehow even quicker. It is literally right... It's with the button press, you are you are inverting the room or removing a wall or it's... it's Like, yeah, this and Spider-Man are two games where I was like, I would love an extensive documentary where they sat down and just really boringly told me how they made... That impossible Danny, space. One, one thing I've got, Danny Dwyer, are you Danny, yeah, well, on, I've, got, I've got good news. If there is a game director who is willing to speak at length about his art, it's Sam. Lake. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, and and look. And as for all the other stuff, I mean, we've talked extensively about all the the talk show stuff, the musical number, the the, the yeah. There's the, in the effemies of the set design. The set design, well. is, <laughs> which we talked about with Immortality last year, like the effort that went into that game, and then also <laughs> this game with designing these yeah, sets. Yeah, is, we said like doing a pitch perfect shit late night show yeah. set is like um yeah do we do we uh look because uh you know we're coming up to about an hour on this do we sure. just kind of read the room go for a vote see what happens or um, so what so pizza tower and alan wake is that what we're doing yeah i think so yeah. uh yeah i i think so and i i love them both i mean uh yeah i think i think we can we can just we've all said our pieces I suppose. and i think i think we're all happy with either one winning because not, again <laughs> But they're going for different things. Like, yeah, no, I, 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 like exactly. if, yeah, say yeah. if like I, Alan Wake Two no, is obviously thing, my thing. thing. I having I, I watched like some of the digital, digital Foundry, and I did look at like the um, not the the FMV stuff. Well, no, they were shown kind of like between the the in game stuff and the FMV stuff. And I was looking at it thinking like, All right, that is about as good as I've ever seen that. Because one of my yeah, issues, yeah. I certainly, and I think a lot of people have had over the last few years, is that with the the kind of AAA space. There's this kind of not quite homogenization, but it's all part of it with some of the games is like so, so many games are being done in Unreal 5 now that yeah. it's all just like they all they all look very impressive, but they're all variations of the same theme. Hmm. And I know that obviously Remedy has its own in-house engine. So it's like it because I looked at it, and it's like it looks a little bit like Unreal 5, but at the same time, it looks so much better than even yeah. that. The most generic game they've ever put out looks wise is Quantum Break. And that yeah. looks that still also has so many visual quirks to it yeah. even if the game itself I'm kind of yeah. very bland on but then just on the, the other flip side of it again with everything kind of mentioned but just there's just something about like because the other thing with Pizza Tower as well is that you've got I think like 14, 15 levels but it's not like the because you get this with a lot of platformers where it's like there's the fire level and there's the ice level and there's this no there's a level where you're fucking playing golf yeah, and there's yeah, yeah. a level that's based around war and you're ha- having rockets blasting you into bits of the environment and like Pepino's character he's constantly fucking just doing something with his face and like the way that depending on how you move he kind of responds to that and interacts with that um 
And even just like, you know, even just like the, the main menu screen, he's sitting on like a counter in like this pizza star, uh, pizza uh, bar. And like, you're looking at like which kind of television screen you're going to pick for. And he's looking at each of them, like yeah. absolutely terrified about, oh, fuck, no. The bosses are ridiculous. Like the final fight is like just a giant pizza face. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's got... It's of like, course it is. But, that but, final fight is insane. But also, <laughs> like there's something kind of like disturbing about yes, its design. Absolutely, you know? yeah, absolutely. And like even like the minute the, the small pizza faces like with the big like red lips and the kind of like He's scary. Eyes. He would traumatize kids. There's yeah. some real like distressing kind of design to some of the characters in that thing as well. I think Ren and Stimpy was a perfect. That was that, that is that is because yeah. it's, it's right on the edge of being for kids but also so twisted. You can yeah, imagine yeah. in a world where this is a TV show you can imagine parents going oh god you can't, yeah, you're yeah. not watching this it's awful. Mm. Like you know, get <laughs> that off. Go outside. Are we, are, we're going directly back to a draw again uh, well, I don't know I don't know um, like, well, do I, mean, I mean I mean what are you feeling because like? you're not really into either of these necessarily are you you weren't a no, no, tower no, guy no, no. no I think uh, well I think so do we, well, well do we want to just do a vote around then and see if we're at 2-2 sure who started who started? you started did I start? no, 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 no no I did I did you started oh yeah Alan Wake uh, Pizza Tell I mean I, I'm gonna I gotta vote for Alan Wake on this okay. because I it looks fucking incredible. <laughs> like, and of the two left, that is the one visually that I think, you know, strikes me more. And I honestly, my, my top two were Spider-Man and Dordoin. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I can't vote. I, I, I could, I could pull a mark from the previous round, but you know, if I have to choose, vote with your heart. Yeah. I, I, it, I love pizza tower so much. It probably would be very funny to turn heel. on I, I knew. Oh and go, yeah. But uh, like We've I said, such powers this year. Very. This was, this was the one category where I was coming into it and I was thinking, even if it wins nothing else, which is, it's not happening so far, but I was like, Alan Wake 2 is one of the best looking <laughs> games ever. Uh, so I have to go Alan Wake. Yeah. Um, you know, just the first, like I remember Dave when he started it and he was just like, Oh, I'm playing Alan Wake. I'm really liking it so far. And I remember like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get to this. I'm just going to put on a little bit of the game just to look at, Oh my fucking God. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> my yeah. eyeballs were immediately like, it was like an evening where yeah. I said to you, I've started playing it. And then yeah. I think a couple hours later, I was like, no Jack, like make time. Yeah. yeah play yeah. this game. I look, and I looked at it and I was just like, yeah. So all their little weird car, all the shit copy uh, yeah. world mascots are yeah, so yeah. charmingly crap. Yeah. yeah the, the parade float, the parade. Oh yeah. The play, parade float with the fucking Ari Aster movie happening on. His yeah, yeah. 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 Remember when Barry said he wasn't going to cut anymore. I'll wake for Yeah. We're not done folks oh god uh, okay so for the official record best looking game of 2023 Alan Wake 2 and now I think it's what everybody's listen- listening in for it's to see what the people said uh holy shit right we've got four significant votes here so i'll give you top four um so coming in in fourth place uh 13.3 percent hi-fi rush yep Yep. then our next two are joined at the hip 20 percent each for spider-man 2 yep and super mario wonder wow 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 number one with 33.3 percent of the votes Alan Wake 2. Wow, we really? finally nailed wow. it. We finally got on, on board with the people. No Pizza Tower love on the, on the people's And board. we had one vote for Pizza Tower. Aww. Good job, Mark. <laughs> but like, yeah. Do you guys vote in this? I never do that. Do you guys? Yeah, do? we do. Oh, yeah. well, I, I'm, I'm Jabroni Mark. I yeah, no, you and Garrett don't. 
but only because I didn't know the rest of you were. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to uh, talk to Garrett about this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, we only found out when Garrett said it the other week that you didn't. Because I never check who does, unless there's something like just looks a bit off about a vote, and then like I, I get rid of it. process, isn't it? Like, oh, if yeah, you're, thought, yeah. you know, if you're going for a local councillor, you can vote for yourself. You I'm, might. Technically a- I'm technically a listener. So-